This episode of Three Hours Later is brought to you by Masks. Fucking wear one. Don't be a Karen. Be more caring. Wear your fucking mask. It is the least you could do. Masks. It's not hard. Put one on. Wear your mask. It is not that hard. I don't know. I had to, I had to figure something out. <laughs> you gotta get the energy up. <laughs> ah, I don't like silence. I'm in this I'm house scared. all day long. Talk to me, fellow adults. <laughs> um, so over the weekend, um, there was a rapping on my front door. Okay, so felt, again, it is the black eyed peas. Then is it the black eyed? Yeah, something. So I, f- I fell asleep on the couch, and I woke up to knocking on the door like at three o'clock and you know as you know that's the witching hour bad stuff happens at three o'clock don't don't answer the door so i didn't um i felt kind of bad though because like maybe someone you know maybe it was an emergency and someone needed help but my brain like was in a haze when i woke up so like it didn't register what was happening until like i don't know like five ten minutes had passed finally but yeah someone was knocking on my door at three o'clock in the morning. So the first thing that popped in my head was the black eyed children. And I think we talked <laughs> about that on one of the, the Halloween episodes. We did. I was scared to go to my car that night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had to walk you to your car, I think. <laughs> no, I waited for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're out here. Had but to yeah, the, or got to. The the, the black eyed kids, uh, they, they, they appear at night and they ask to come inside to use a phone or something like that. So I'm like, what if it's them? But then also, what if it was just a child that's like, I need to use your phone, mister? <laughs> yeah. What if it's just so... Okay, so here, here's why I will defend you 100% in this. I've been to your apartment now. It is not an apartment. Like, I can't imagine the scenario where your door is the one that's the most convenient and fastest for me to get to if I need assistance. Like, there's just no world where that happens. I think it was one of my neighbor's like kids or something, or I don't even know if it was a kid, honestly, like it could have been an adult. I just, you know, black eyed children's what it, it popped in my head first. Um, but then later on, I, you know, I heard someone else knocking on other doors. Um, one of the other, uh, uh, three doors next to my apartment. And then I also hear the police show up. So I'm like, Oh shit, what happened? So I stay oh, up like fuck. the rest of the, the, the night until like noon like just freaked out but i'm like listening to a police scanner waiting for like you know body found at this apartment complex black-eyed kids never found again yeah god that's that, it. that is pretty terrifying it was weird and well you know part of it's like i i still get like a little ptsd because someone literally walked into our apartment one night oh yeah a while back so i'm like i don't want to deal with this like it, it just skews me out yeah well, i mean i like i have a friend i mean luckily it's never happened to me but i have a friend who um their apartment got broken into and I mean that's not the same as somebody walking in I'm not equating but it still takes away that um that sense of security like you don't realize how much of your life and your house is based on like an unwritten accord with other people to not just walk in yeah it's like the same rules as like paint on the road (laughs) yeah like this only works because we all agree to it but like if we all really thought about it for a minute you can walk into any fucking house you want to 
Like that that's the part that freaks me out. Like that would I'd never be okay with that. Yeah, that that was the gist of the story. It was just weird, so I needed to tweet about it just in case something happened to me. Like so you know guy. I don't know, but like hours before he tweeted about black eyed children. <laughs> you guys watched the Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix, the new series? I st- no. <laughs> I started to. I was I gonna ask you during uh during the nightly Netflix. Yeah, if you guys wanna know what show is really bad to watch if you're extremely high. It's Unsolved Mysteries, <laughs> especially in the first episodes in French. No, that's the third episode. Second or third. Oh, it's the first for the me. First. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it cycles them separate, differently for different people. It does the same thing with... um. Oh, really? Yeah, there's a few shows that do that shit. It drives me crazy. Uh, that's Love, the Death, and Robots did, did the same one. Oh, really? That's interesting. Yeah, Love, Death, and Robots, Like you may have seen a different order of episodes than I saw. Oh, wow. Hmm. I can't remember yeah, so the, the first one I saw. The first one for me, I was like, hell yeah, I'll watch some fucking Unsolved Mysteries. That sounds great. And then, like, it started and it was in French. And I'm like, okay, I know a little French. It's fine. And then it kept going. And then it kept going. And then my head hurt. And I just had to turn it off. <laughs> this, I think it's the only one that's, like, in French or a different language. The other ones are, are in English. The, the last yeah. one I saw was the UFO one. Where well, it happened to a whole UFO city. One, but the whole city never in. talked about it until, like, 50 years later. Oh, man, I'm super into that. Because, like, the first one was a typical just true crime story, which not my favorite, Unsolved Mysteries. And the second one was a a really weird one, but it was still fairly normal. And I was getting mad because I was like, this is Unsolved Motherfucking Mysteries. Like, if you're not going to give me Robert Stack's reanimated yeah. corpse, you damn well better come correct with the ghost stories or the alien stories because that's what I'm here hit. for. It didn't hit as hard as, as hearing his voice you know narrating a lot of these episodes it just didn't hit the I, same yeah Does i think it have they, a they host? Up. nope no. no host i think that's where they fucked up on it because yep. the show's great it needs somebody to be like it needs it what they should do is get fucking um seth rogan <laughs> <laughs> small town in france <laughs> i so played good. that pig that you guys love <laughs> hey you guys ever watch a, a show about a sausage that likes to fuck <laughs> uh fuck no i was gonna say uh jonathan frakes should have done it but i like seth rogan more <laughs> just jonathan frakes never sitting in chairs correctly and asking questions all right all yeah. right it, so man go figure fucking pandemic happens and it really slows the news down that you want to listen to <laughs> speeds up all the shit you don't want to know because i feel like it was just like yesterday but again like two years ago i was playing the new doom and then also we were all talking about tiger king yeah that dude that is not three months ago and that's that's how long it's been that's all it's been (sighs) fuck this year (laughs) anyway welcome to a fun podcast (laughs) i was gonna say so brave not a fan of 2020 how dare you i know what a stance to take you know, so other people, they won't say it, but I'll fucking say it. 2020, not the best year. Mike is so brave. How do you do it? Just just existing, man. That's how I do. So welcome to this episode of Three Hours Later. I know it doesn't really seem like we've been gone for a while, but uh, because we had our D&D episode coming out, we actually took a recording break. So it's been like a month since we've talked, I Or think. 12 years. <laughs> or 12 years, thanks to 2020. Um, so I am Matt. I'm joined with Alex. Hello. The the caramel boy. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds racist. I can't call him that. Only Matt can. You can't. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. It's That's mostly fair. because, like, every time I see him, he's kind of sticky. That's your word. It's not my <laughs> word. <laughs> and we're also joined with Mike. Oi. <laughs> vanilla something. I don't know. Vanilla bear. Backwards knee vanilla. Did you know I could switch? I could flip my legs backwards. Yeah, you did it one time, and I was like, okay, "Stop!" No one asked you to. When you said that, I was like, "I was like, what an odd thing to bring up if you didn't know." Yeah, you showed us. Like, guys, check it out. Crack, crack. Hey guys, want to see my knee go backwards again? <laughs> knee goes backwards. Your jaw dislocates. Yeah, and you're watching at the kitchen like a crab. A, st- a stiff freeze hits me. I just like I literally fall apart like one of those uh those weird puppets fuck i'm gonna describe it like all weird you ever (laughs) see those puppets with the string in them and you press the button and they fall over then you let go of the button and they stand back up i was gonna say just like what are the crash dummies yeah actually yes kind of like those where like they'll lose all rigidity yeah yeah one of those i'm one of those i used to have that was one of my favorite toys just because i like to be able to throw it in it would break but not really that's good times it's you know what thinking about it that's weird that they made a toy after a safety commercial yeah, that's weird that they made a cartoon out of it. <laughs> yeah. Like, they, if character, they made them characters. <laughs> like, these things that are built to die for us, and they're like, what if you loved it? I well, did. they tried, tried that with the caveman, too. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, with with, with Nick Kroll as a caveman. <laughs> saving me on, what, was it Geico? Like, Geico yeah. just yeah. had to do with so the lizard. Easy, the caveman could do it. It was the pre-Gecko times. That's how they're going to measure this time in the future. Like, after this apocalypse is over, they'll be like, in the before gecko times. No, it's going to be <laughs> with the uh, Tiger King. Do you mean pre-Tiger King or post-Tiger King? Oh, no, that'll be the thing. It's like everyone's going to fall into their camps. You're either a tiger or a gecko. <laughs> the so gecko what? is fast and can hide, but the tiger is strong and is the king. It's been a while since we recorded. What 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 do we do here exactly? What do we? What is the point of this podcast? What would you say? It's therapy mainly, I think, at the, at the end of the day. It's, mo- it's mostly for us, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I like how we're going to do our mission statement on an episode where we're clearly not going to do the main thing we do. <laughs> I think this is season season two. Season two. This is the week we talk about some shit while we get ready for the challenge, which I will. Uh, I'll take. I'll take ownership of us not doing the challenge yet. I've been real uh, bad at getting Matt and Alex the game that I challenged him to play, and then it, I took so long. That there's a new version of the game coming out that I think will actually fit better that we're going to do instead. So I don't I don't know why, but I was fun. afraid to ask you because you dropped off shirts. I and you said you're going to put the the literally the game with had it. two other bags I left on the 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 island in my kitchen that day that I completely forgot about. <laughs> I was afraid to ask. Like maybe you did, but then I lost it somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, you lost a third of my Disney game. I need it back now. I even caught Mike like at my front door. <laughs> my dogs are barking. The so I was like, shit I get out of me! Damn black eyed children! <laughs> I just like walked Ooh, up, and then Alex that? was just there and was like, "Hey!" And I was like, "Fuck! What? No!" You just hear a gun cock. <laughs> it's it's really weird how like even though I see people every day at work, I don't see people. I see like potential people I'm either trying to stop from infecting us or people that I want to not be infected. <laughs> And so to just run into somebody in the wild, even though it's at your house, still scared the <laughs> shit out of me. I was like, what do I do? We're too close. What happens here? Your words were, I'm just going to go now. <laughs> yeah. You didn't even say like, hi, or anything. You just like, drop the bag. And you're like, I'm just going to go now. <laughs> and then you, <laughs> you didn't call running backwards and walked away like a crab. Pretty much. I just, 
I've Just described it to customers the same way. We're like, that's how it sounded. What what I think has happened is over the last few months, I've become like a feral cat where I'm outside <laughs> and it's rough and like it's scary. <laughs> and I'm having <laughs> I'm having to learn. That's the sound cats make. <laughs> I'm having to learn how to be around people again because like. It's just so weird to like when I saw you to be around somebody where I'm like, I'm not afraid of you or in charge of you. I don't know how to react now. <laughs> I don't know what this dynamic is. Yeah. Am I supposed to tell you what to do or do you call me a cuck? <laughs> One of those two things has to happen. <laughs> you yeah, call that me a happened. Cuck. It's that fun. happened to me in the last uh, few weeks since I recorded last. I got called a cuck by somebody and I've never actually heard that word said earnestly in the wild. I've only ever heard it as like a joking phrase people say to each other. Didn't love it. It was kind of <laughs> weird. Would not recommend. Yeah, three hours, it turned three out. hours of being called a cuck. Don't yeah. recommend it. Yeah, hey guys, I did this challenge for both of you. It sucked. <laughs> Don't do that. The kid had so many callers and they were all popped and he made sure I knew I was a cuck. <laughs> His name was Kevin. He it really was, liked dude, monsters. The guy... The guy <laughs> if you just close your eyes and imagine the guy who would yell and call somebody a cuck bitch... That's what he looked like. Like, like he, 100%. he practices on drywall a lot. You cuck, you cuck. Yeah, that was, it was just the weirdest, like, I, it was the only time I've ever been insulted where I was like, huh, okay. <laughs> okay, I'll give you that one. Yeah, you earned it. <laughs> was not ready. Um, like, you know, point, points for style, I guess. <laughs> so um, this podcast, normally what we do is we challenge each other to try something for around three hours, maybe less, maybe more, usually not more. Um, and we'll come back and review it together and, you know, talk about our experiences. But every now and then we'll do a uh, kind of just a bullshit episode where we just kind of talk about what's going on <laughs> in the world. This episode is bullshit. This is a bullshit Sorry, episode. Sorry, rules, dad. But, uh, um, it, you know, we're, we're just going to talk about general nerd stuff. So movies, uh, games, TV, stuff like that. But it's really just going to be us shooting the shit. This uh, old-fashioned poop shoot. Yeah, trying to avoid bummers because there's a lot of them out there right now. Yeah, and it's so more like be a corner of them. <laughs> yeah, there's a bummer corner where, you know, I'll just touch on a couple things just because, you know, I need something to talk about. It's an outlet for me, though. My coworkers, I was like, hey, did you guys see the show? No. Okay. Cook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, that kid, Chad's your coworker? Oh, shit. No, it's Kyle. Oh, no, not Kyle. Uh, so let's, uh, why don't we get into it then, Alex? How about we try out our new segment, Nightly Netflix? Do I say it like someone's being murdered or do I do it more sensual? Nightly try it. Netflix. Nightly Netflix. Yeah, give us, give us three. Give us one sexy, okay. one scary, and one in between. And then when you edit it, throw some good saxophone under it. All right, I didn't practice this. <laughs> Alex, do you have the costume yet of the sexy sax man? <laughs> I could. could I'm my pretty shirt sure it's just bit. don't wear a shirt, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, do you have a saxophone? That's all we need. Do you have a saxophone, buddy? Can you use the same picture from our Valentine's Day episode? There we go. That's all we'll do. <laughs> no, I want you to wear that while you, while you do the segment now. Okay. <laughs> we can't hear Alex over those with the wind machine and the saxophone. <laughs> He's playing the sax and talking. His hair is short. It's not even blowing anything. But he has like a really long ponytail mullet. Uh, anyway, so on to the next segment. No. <laughs> <laughs> what a story, Alex. Uh, so, um, so brave, so bold. Yeah, so, so like for yeah, my for segment, it. yeah, like I watch a lot of Netflix. I don't even, I own like DirecTV. I don't even, I don't even watch it. It's mainly Netflix for me. 
Um, so this segment is really just highlighting a few things that I've watched, and I kind of want to highlight uh, three movies that are, are that are based around couples. And I won't go too much into you know who's in it. Um, I'm just gonna ex- briefly, briefly explain the movie, and then just give my review, and then see if you guys would actually watch this type of movie, not knowing who's in it, not knowing anything other than my review. You guys might have watched it. I don't know. First time you guys are hearing about it. So the first one is called Lovebirds. And on the brink of breaking up, a couple gets unintentionally embroiled in a bizarre murder mystery. As they get closer to clearing their names and solving the case, they need to figure out how they and their relationship can survive the night. And this one was, you know, on on Netflix's trending and it wasn't too bad of an episode. It's just a good good watch. Um, yeah, this is a movie that was supposed to, um, it was going to come out in theaters. Like it, I had watched trailers for this movie. Yeah. Like and it, it looked enjoyable. And then it was one of the first ones. They're like, Oh fuck. Oh fuck. Oh fuck. Netflix. <laughs> yeah. It's comedy romance. It's they have something to do with Kumail. Is that yeah. one of the, okay. Yep. I have heard of it then. Yeah. yeah it's Kumail I didn't know there was uh, murder right. though. I want to watch it now. Oh, there's some murder. It, I, I thought it was a very enjoyable movie. Like it's not art it's not gonna like change anyone's life it's just a fun as hell movie yeah From one you... to five cucks how many cucks would you give it oh i'd give it a full five cucks wait is that bad or good i don't know i thought about that after i asked <laughs> uh, okay well i'll either give it one or five depending on which one is the enjoyable one for you <laughs> well um, out of I, I, 10 i liked it though a, a decent like would you give it a five out of a ten <laughs> I'd, I'd say it's like a solid seven movie. Like mm-hmm. it's one of those ones where it's like just it's just a good use of like an hour and a half of your time. Yeah. And you're pretty on point with with the reviews. Um, IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, Metacritic. They're, they're around a six. So six out yeah, of ten. I think that's totally fair. And if you just honestly a oh, quick review, if you want something just to put on, don't want it's not too highly invested. It's, it has some good laughs in it. Um, I definitely recommend just throwing this movie on. It's it's more like a one-off. You're gonna enjoy it. Um, it's not like someone's like top it, ten favorite, but it's an enjoyable movie. Is it like um similar to to the Big Sick as far as like no kind of like style? Fuck, not even like, close. Well, it's uh, I know, closer I know, to like, uh, maybe, Date Night. Okay, well, I mean, like you know, not as far as the 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 story, but I mean, like the the style of of the movie. No, even no? even even the style, because like the Big Sick, I think, is a very very good movie. This is like a fun ass, like Ooh, fun ass. It, it knows exactly what it's trying to do, and it does it very well. It's just like a, it's an avenue for like, do you like Issa Do you like um, Kumail Nanjiani? Like, if you like them, here's the two of them being them together. Yeah, it's a very straightforward story, straightforward comedy. No underlining meaning behind it. I mean, you yeah. probably get something out of it for what it was it's, worth at the end, but nothing, it kind of remind yeah. me it's. It's like a really old school style movie. Like you don't see a ton of movies like this come out anymore where it's like just a solid like B level movie. Not a B movie and not the B movie, I but was a B level movie. I like B movie. Yeah, Actually, I've never seen it. <laughs> uh, so, it was all the sunny. So what's next on the uh, the nightly Netflix playlist there, Alex? So the next one was Coffee and Kareem. Uh, 12-year-old. I said Netflix, not Pornhub. Tariot's scheme to scare away his mom's new boyfriend, police officer James Coffey. Why they chose that name, Coffey, I don't know. But it it backfires and is exposing his family to a secret network of criminal activity. 
Now, the the synopsis <laughs> of the movie hold, sounds hold like I I gotta ask: Does coffee like make any type of like grind jokes? Like another day at the grind. I don't remember to be honest, and if so, it was so <laughs> subtle. We're but like, nothing sun, about like this. Hot. <laughs> nothing about this comedy. I'm thinking, I'm thinking of porn again. <laughs> no. Well, the sequel is Coffee Back to the Grind. <laughs> well, like the the name of it's Coffee and Cream. Like really, cream, coffee and cream. Like I don't know like, if they're trying to be yeah. funny like with Kareem their puns. Abdul Jabbar kind of cream. <laughs> so I'm gonna go name. on a limb and say the 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 cop is white, the kid is black. Yes. They come from different different uh, worlds. But uh, come together for an important cause. Is the cop two days from retirement? I know that would have been that would have added some something to it. But no, no, it's just that he just dates black woman. Is black, you know, her son doesn't like him. And they get into you know shenanigans over it. And so is this more like a, ro- a this, this this is more like a is this a romance? Um, it, I would dub it just as a pure comedy because it's mainly about the dynamic between the boyfriend and and. Uh, his girlfriend's son, yeah, and the kid. Is and is it a buddy cop comedy with a child and an adult? Here's this, the thing: is where this kindergarten cop? <laughs> here's the thing that that makes it so like it wasn't my favorite is because they try to do that buddy cop, but the kid's twelve. So what he's cussing and doing these things that it was just very off-putting, like role and, models, but bad. Yes, very very bad. I mean, very standard storyline, you know. But like, okay, so IMDb gives it five out of ten. Rotten Tomatoes twenty percent. Metacritic thirty five percent, so it's all over the place, but on the bottom five. Why did you choose this? So my three movies that I'm choosing are just based off of couples. So the first one was, you know, they're, uh, yeah, they're just basically all, all three movies are, are couples. So this Where one was, you chose an odd number for couples. Odd Son couples. He <laughs> <laughs> made a thruple. So, so this one out of the three is probably the, my least favorite, and it definitely is my least favorite. Um, it's a funny watch. There's definitely some funny moments. It definitely tries to hit hard with the shock value at times, and it just didn't seem to land anywhere, you know. So take it for you, you know, what it's worth. But that is my quick it's review not, on coffee and cream. Not worth much, apparently. Not a whole lot. No. If you want some background, you know. It's it's barely even worth that to be honest. Oh damn! <laughs> I just looked it up. It has Ed Helms in it? Big- yes. I, yeah. Wait, I did. What? <laughs> yes. It's Ed Helms as James Coffee. And it has that dude and from uh, Taraj P uh, Henson uh, as the girlfriend. Uh, King Batch. I actually like that guy. Yeah. Is it Batch or Buck? King Buck. Uh, Stacy yelled Buck, so I think it's Batch. <laughs> so yeah, there's definitely, and that's why I didn't want to say the names of these movies because obviously Netflix can pull a lot of well-known celebrities for the movies. There were just really nothing towards the storyline for this movie, which you know, reflects yeah, on the reviews. Looking at this, this seems like, again, a very old-school style movie, but without the advantage of having like two hilarious people starring in it. Yeah, like I, I think it would be funnier if it was like she was a younger mom that you know, well, had a kid you know, during an earlier age, and so the son is like older, like almost like 16, 17. It just, I'm always just off. Like, it doesn't sit well when when kids are made in movies to, you know, have these these lines that are more you, adult rated. You have to do it in a certain way. Like, I mm-hmm. think the movie Good Boys does a decent job. They of do it. a good I job know, with like, it, yeah. Because it's like, kids with kids. There's a way where it sounds natural. Yeah, it's just like 
when you're with your buddies and you talk like that at that age, but for him to do it, like, I don't know it. Yeah. That's what dad and me, I guess. But, um, <laughs> I'll move on after that movie and to my last movie, um, the wrong Missy. Uh, let me, um, I this was is a brand new jokingly one. say this movie. <laughs> I was going to fuck with you and say this movie. You fucking mad boy. Uh-huh. What are you doing with what do your you, time? Yeah. Why do you choose? What is your life? This. Just looking at it. This is this is like an Adam Stanley movie, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. It's a Happy Madison movie. I, like, I look, I'm, I'm giving you shit. I also know the movie very well because I've almost watched it like 13 <laughs> fucking times. And based on what you say here is going to be the difference between me watching it when we're done and not. Okay. Okay. So I'll read the synopsis real fast. Disaster strikes when a man invites his dream girl to an island resort, but previous, but a previous blind date shows up instead. So he texts the wrong Missy. So yes, it is a happy Madison productions. It's David Spade as Timothy's, uh, Lauren Lapkus, Lapkus, as yeah, Missy. she's a really good indie comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've seen her in like things. That's like what surprised me because I was like, "Why are you here? You're better than this." Yes, what's your name from Scrubs? Sarah Chalk. What? Oh, I didn't. I didn't. Oh wait, I did know that. I did know that. Yeah, I've watched the trailer a few times. <laughs> yeah, it kept popping up on Netflix, and we just put it on one day. Um, so let me go over the reviews real fast. IMDb gives it five point seven out of ten. Rotten Tomatoes thirty six. Metacritic thirty three. But here on Google users, it's 82%. That's what I was going to say. Like, that seems like the kind of movie that's built for fans to enjoy. Exactly. If you love, like, the type of Happy Madison type of movies, I think you'll have a good time with this movie. I, I enjoyed it, honestly. It, it was it was a good laugh. Like, I laughed quite a bit on this movie. Um, I think there was a good um, dynamic as far as the cast. I think it was just an overall just funny storyline. Um, again, a show that's not going to be any meaning to it, just more for entertainment. And if you're just looking for a good entertainment movie to put on, I say go for it and watch this movie. Man, I'm probably going to fucking watch it now. I will not. I I <laughs> see that trailer all the time and I think like, hey, sometimes I like happy, uh, happy Madison movies. I feel like there's like two movies that I like. And then I remember that, that time like... was like 1993 is yeah. when I liked them. I was going to say like Grandma's Boy was the last good one. So on a scale of like Grown Ups to Grown Ups 2, what would you compare it more to? Because like both movies are pretty bad, but I will defend Grown Ups. It's I, an enjoyable movie. I like, I like Grown Ups 1. Yeah, like Grown Ups, I'm not going to defend it and say it's art or anything, but I have watched that movie multiple times on purpose. It's an enjoyable film. Really, I, I feel like the only shortcomings is that it was like PG. Like if they just bumped it up a little bit, it would have been better. That's how I feel about a lot of his movies. Yeah, I feel like it's not necessarily to the level of Grown Ups, but it's definitely not the Grown Ups 2. I want to say it's kind of somewhere between. That's enough for me. I'm good for that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you get you get what you go, you know, what it's worth. <laughs> you get what you fucking paid for. <laughs> yeah. Movie, you get guys. what you fucking deserve. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you start watching it while King Phoenix just kicks your door and it starts yelling at you. So there oh, you guys man. go. If you guys want uh, a few movie suggestions based around couples, uh, definitely uh, the Wrong Missy and The Lovebirds are just a good watch. And, you know, it's one of those you're just going to enjoy a movie. Um, can, Coffee uh, and Cream is is a pass for me, though. Can I uh, can I jump in and, and throw some of my some of the things I found streaming around on the Internet, too, with you? Mm, that's my segment. Yes. Okay, but it's, it's fine. I'll allow <laughs> it. I know. That's what I was asking. <laughs> I, asked, I asked your permission, uh, sir. Yeah. I'll, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
Have you guys watched uh, Flores Lava yet? Yes. Uh, I've heard of it. I really... that I feel like I should hate that show, and I've watched all of it, and I find it so goddamn charming. I like, convinced my niece that when they fall... I convinced her that <laughs> they were felons trying it's, to play for their so freedom. Well. And if they fall in the lava, they're dead because there's camera angles where you don't see them anymore. And I honestly no, do not it. know where they go. So they, That's like my favorite thing about it is when mm-hmm. somebody falls in the lava, they edit it in such a way where that person is fucking dead. Mm-hmm. So this is, I assume, I haven't seen any of the footage, but I've seen like screenshots. This is obstacle course type thing. Like, uh, yeah. what, what, what's the big one? Wipeout, American Ninja, whatever. Yes, yeah. but it's in, it's in a scale, single room yeah. instead. So it's like a cross between an escape room and Wipeout. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. But, then but they the weird part to is, make it look like actual lava's there. Oh, no, no. There is so whatever this liquid is that's filling the room, it's lit up. It's apparently fairly warm because the room, I guess, is pretty uncomfortable, and it's made with glycerin or something because anything it gets on gets slick, uh, super slippery. So anybody who finishes this course is a goddamn miracle worker. <laughs> so they look like um, they like Neo just woke up. Kinda, yeah. I actually yes. Um, so you should watch it, Matt, specifically because the thing I noticed. It's a real fun show. It's really easy. Just like toss an episode on and fuck around for half an hour and watch it. It's, it's enjoyable in that way. There's a weird conspiracy theory bent to this show <laughs> okay. that nobody fucking talks about. And it's made me so angry. I'm interested. Like every room because they're escape rooms. So they'll have like certain escape room tropes where it's like on the wall is like a pizza, a sign that says the pizza is the key. And then there's like if you get into the pizza oven, there's a key that will help you unlock a shortcut in the room. But, like, in every room, there's always something that references a conspiracy. So, like, in the in the ancient room that looks like Egypt, there's a, a crypt that opens up, and in, or a crypt, a, a coffin, and inside the coffin is an alien wrapped like a mummy. Um, <laughs> there is uh, the NASA-themed room. The first thing you can do is jump on these giant balls that each depict a planet, except for Earth. Earth is flat. <laughs> So there's like really weird shit in this show that no one mentions. And I'm just, I feel like a psycho sitting there going like, y'all, y'all see this, right? They're clearly calling out conspiracies, like commonly known conspiracies. But everyone else is just like, haha, they fell in the lava. And that is very good. <laughs> but I want to know about that shit. Why is everyone looking at the grassy knoll when there's someone at the book suppository? I guess the reverse. But yeah. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, dude. I was, so I went on Reddit just on conspiracy. It's like in the first kitchen episode. Here's a team with a picture taken in front of the Voodoo Donuts logo, which is loosely a pedophilia symbol, which is own dark secrets if you look into them. What? That was like a yeah, top see, comment. So the fuck? Some of them get a little weird like that, but then there's other ones that are like, because that's the thing is I think that they invite the shit like this because they do show enough of a conspiracy theorist bend to the show that it's not hard for people that are already like hardcore conspiracy theorists to jump in and be like, Hey, and while we're at it, let's also look at this. <laughs> and yeah, there was an on, alien on the episode. <laughs> on the hotel room, for some reason, there's someone dressed up as Stanley Kubrick apologizing about the moon landing. I'm telling you, that's going to happen. There's going to be a fucking hotel room set, and in that set, there'll be like something they push down, and then there's like a set from the from a moon landing yeah. behind it. Be, why does it say Capricorn One? But yeah, that show was interesting, and then I. Uh, so highly, highly recommended. It. It's just a good waste of time show. And then uh, went to another streaming service for a hot minute, and was playing around with HBO Max. And goddamn, I hate it. It's so bad. 
I don't hate it. I do hate that there's no Roku app. I got to like there because I have a, I have a Samsung TV at least so I can switch. But you know, the TV in my bedroom, the only way that it's smart is through Roku so I can't watch it in there. Yeah, there's no Roku app for it. I mean, it. I guess there's, it's um, literally worse than Quibi in that sense. Kind of, yeah. I have less options to watch HBO Max than Quibi. There's no 4K on it. I think their organization and UI is terrible. Um, the only good thing about it is it has Doom Patrol on it, which I think is a shockingly great show. It is, and we just start, like, we just started watching it. God We're damn, not it's so good. Very far, but it is like I know they just put out the trailer for Umbrella Academy season two. Yeah, but I'm yes. like, I, wait. I, it's I. That's what Doom Patrol is do, <laughs> and it's great. It is. Well, that's why I started watching Doom Patrol because I had just rewatched Umbrella Academy with my roommate because she had never seen it, and I I love the show, so I was ready to rewatch it before the new season anyway. And then uh, watched that. Then after it was done, I was like, I need more fucked up superheroes, so I rewatched The Boys. And then I rewatched. Actually, not rewatched. I finally finished Watchmen season one. Hey y'all, super good. Super topical Um, somehow. God damn, (laughs) god damn! It was so hard to watch it this time, and not because it's bad. Because too much of it, I was like, oh, I hit too close to home. Wouldn't it be surprised if it rains squid tomorrow? Fuck, I know. But then after uh, after watching those, I was like, oh, yeah, Doom Patrol. Let's finally watch this shit. I thought you had been watching it. I had watched a chunk of the first season, and then I stopped using the fucking DC Universe app, because that app is worse than Quibi by far. Like, Quibi at least does what it says. Yeah. But, um... So I'd never finished the first season. I finished it. It's fucking amazing. Like, that show is so good. Yeah, we're barely, like, like did... first two episodes in, and we're, like, it. it is great. Guys, Brendan Fraser is kind of a fucking great actor. I forgot about that. Like, he's very enjoyable in the show. I never mm-hmm. forgot, and I'm yeah. happy that he's back, even though I saw his butt. <laughs> <laughs> There's a price for all wishes. <laughs> the monkey, the last, the monkey uh... paw closed. <laughs> <laughs> the monkey paw was his butthole. <laughs> Uh, the last thing I watched streaming, aside from all the mi- million things I've rewatched this week, because that's what my life is now, was uh, I watched Hamilton like same twelve or thirteen times now. I think just once for me. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> so just just one time, <laughs> three okay. hours, my dude. It's like well, so like I listen to the I listen to the original cast recording all the time. Like if I'm gonna draw or if I just need something on in the background, it's an easy thing to kick on. And so now what's happened is anytime I'm just bored and I'm like, all right, I need something on in the background so it's not quiet, I just turn Hamilton on again. And then it inevitably turns into me just watching Hamilton again. Well, you're not going to miss your shot. And that's on... I have not missed my that's shot. That's on Disney, right? It's on Disney Plus, the only good streaming service. Eh. It's okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Netflix is pretty good too. Um, jump, also Hulu. I want to jump back to HBO Max because I, I just also got it. And I, I've had it for like a month, but I've only just last week started using it. Yeah. And... um. So kind of to tie in Hamilton, also uh, Adam Caesar, the guy that wrote uh, Video Night, the book that we reviewed, uh, we're kind of like best friends on Twitter. That's that's everyone clapping. Uh, so wait, wait, wait. So you're saying we're now compromised? We can never review anything of his again. Oh no! But the corn in the cl- the, the clown <laughs> in the cornfield's coming out soon. Oh no! Um, he he actually made a great suggestion though, because you know HBO Max is just kind of rolling out. And Hamilton did so good for Disney Plus, and there is a very specific uh, stage play that has already been filmed that HBO has the rights to that they should release, and that's Beetlejuice. So maybe that'll come out soon. 
God, that'd be fun. I really hope, like, that's my biggest hope with Hamilton is that because all it is is it's the opposite. It's the opposite of Cats. Cats is like everything bad. You say Cats crawled so Hamilton can prance or whatever he does. Well, I think Cats <laughs> fell off a fucking balcony 40 stories and died. So that Hamilton could not have to worry about doing bullshit. I like the part where Jefferson came in like Prince. That was, <laughs> that was really good. boss move. I was like, <laughs> I, I took my eyes off it for a second, looked back, I thought it was Prince hanging from a basketball hoop. <laughs> no, dude, Divi Diggs fucking president? owns that stage when he's on Point it. Mm-hmm, he does. Blouses. He does. You should, uh, I still stand by, everybody needs to watch a movie called Blind Spotting. It's also on HBO Max. Is that like Train Spotting? It is my favorite. No, it, I wish it was. Uh, no, it's 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 a really topical movie. Unfortunately, there's a lot of those right now. I feel like you almost chose out, that it, instead of train spotting because you made like a spotting joke. I I did because I really wanted you guys to watch it, but I also didn't want to give you guys a bummer because while it's a very funny movie, it like back then it was a little too harsh to watch. It wasn't like enjoyable in the way I find Scottish heroin users enjoyable. <laughs> it was just too close to home, and yeah. it's even closer to home now. But fucking watch that movie it stars david diggs it is an incredible performance it's like an hour it's it's such a tight like hour and a half hour 45 and it's such a good movie god damn it's a good movie um yeah but uh i'm really hoping that with hamilton being such a huge hit that more stage plays get adapted but just like this did where it's just get a decent director to record the show and release the show yeah and versus uh, like with Beetlejuice specifically, Stacy like w- was on a kick, and that's all she watched for a while. So I inevitably, inevitably also watched it, and it's actually pretty great. Be- Beetlejuice or Hamilton? Uh, Beetlejuice. Both are great. And I was like, the the most impressive part is the guy that plays Beetlejuice. He goes from this you know gravelly voice to a singing voice at the same time, and like it makes my vocal cords want to just like rip themselves out of my neck. Yeah, he spits out a gallon of blood every night. Uh, but also on HBO Max, I watched a. Uh, I'll, I'll, I guess I'll segue into this. We'll go into uh, Mets. Uh, what did I say? Whorehouse. H O R R. Can you say that again? Because I think when you had it written out, it reads differently than it sounds. Yeah. What was that house, Matt? Matt's Whorehouse. That's okay. that's how I meant it. That's why it was funny. That's why I needed to do it. Uh, I like that. <laughs> I liked it already because I was like, what a fun title. And now you said it out loud. It's even better. Hoor House. Um, Tell me about your whores. So on HBO Max, they actually have a pretty decent selection of uh, uh, horror movies. I can't say it correctly. That's why I thought it was funny because I, I will say the movie genre horror, H-O-R-R-O-R, as <laughs> whore, like a Lady of the Night. Um, you're like fucking, you're like Benedict Cumberbatch not being able to say penguin. Yeah, penguinoon. Penglings, these penglings all around in the penglings. Um so they have I haven't watched it yet, but there's uh they have um jeez, what's the movie? Uh it's what Ridley Scott ripped off uh for aliens. Fuck uh, isn't it Star something? It's like Forbidden Something or Forbidden Star something. I have a quick question though. What okay, so HBO Max, HBO yes. Now, HBO Go. It's all it's HBO all bundled now is gone. It's all bundled into HBO Max now. Yeah, oh, okay. HBO Now is gonna go away. Wait, no. HBO Go. Which Wait. one is the Hitman? Hitman. Which one's go. which one is going to go now? 
So one of them, either now or go, <laughs> fuck HBO's a piece of shit, either now or go is being retired because that's being replaced 100% by HBO Max. The one that's not being retired is a standalone service that they're going to start like encouraging people not to pay for because if you're going to pay for it, you might as well buy HBO Max. DC Universe is now literally nothing because Doom Patrol Season 2 is on HBO Max and Stargirl Season 2 is skipping both of them entirely and going straight to the CW. So they have too many streaming services. They got to figure their shit out. Then they bundled in like Crunchyroll and... But not even enough of it. Like if you go to the Crunchyroll tag, because I was like, oh shit, cool. There's a bunch of Crunchyroll in here. I'll watch some anime. There's like eight shows. Oh, that's disappointing. Everything about it was disappointing. I remember watching it just going like, like I expected this from fucking Quibi, but from you, you HBO, you do this to me too? (laughs) <laughs> the, That's how you fuck the me. The day of my cat's kitchen era. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Galaxy of Terror. That's the movie I was thinking of. So this is basically Alien before Alien, and it's literally like the same exact set and everything that uh, uh, really Scott worked on this movie, but he kind of ripped it off to make his own uh, movie, which is it's interesting. The whole time he was like, I can do that. Better. Yeah. It basically, Alien is the better version of it. But so I wanted to kind of. Just give like updates on 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 the horror uh, world as far as uh, movies and TV and stuff like that. One of the big things actually just got announced today is that there's <laughs> Quibi strikes again. Um, there's going to be a Junji Ito Ito live action show, uh, Tome, coming to Quibi. God damn it! And <laughs> this doesn't fit into the segment, but they did the stupid. Princess Bright stuff, and I need to maybe subscribe to Quibi again. No, that's enough of a horror right there. Is the fact that I'm also now looking at that, contemplating it. It's fucking infuriating. I hate how much of my life is dictated by Quibi now. Quibi's damn, coming up. Damn boomers. Damn God damn zoomers. Quibi. I watched the movie uh, Blood Machines. I, I had been talking about it for a while. It's supposed to be like uh, too much. It, I'm worried. <laughs> yeah, I've 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 told both of you uh, a few times now because it it looked like Space Mandy basically. <laughs> yeah. But it's really weird. So it was on Shutter, and it was really weird because they actually broke it up into episodes, and it's only like an hour and a half. So they kind of did like a reverse Quibi, I guess. God damn it! <laughs> Why is Quibi everywhere? But it, uh, I don't know. I just, you know- I don't think it was worth it. It wasn't as good as Mandy. It was weird visually. It is beautiful. It is literally a, uh, a Carpenter Brute music video, but for an hour and a half. But yeah. the the story was just, I don't know, it didn't land it, I guess. Well, I think that, like, there's not enough people that, like, I don't know. I love Mandy. I think that's a fucking incredible movie. I also don't think I'd like that movie remotely as much as I do without Nicolas Cage in it, because he yeah. brings a lot. Well, yeah, so that's... And I remember when you made me watch the trailer, I was like, that looks really good, but that was my fear, is, like, without that energy is it going to be as entertaining like it looked beautiful like that part was never in doubt yeah. but i was worried about the energy level of it and you're confirming those fears and a lot of people did Can like I- it but yeah i i don't know when, when i think about mandy i guess there was just a lot of things that went right with that one that if you take a, a any part of it away it kind of just falls on itself and i guess that's yeah that's part of what blood machines was shutter does not get enough credit Sh- for actually being a really good streaming app Shutter. We've said it at least eight times on this show, but Shutter has just been nailing it this entire year, if not like the last year. Well, even I, the the little 
when you click on something, the, just the way the little things they do yeah. that really add to the feel of it. Yeah, like the the staticky look to it. Like if you're on the app mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, they they yeah. Everything is just it is probably one of the best streaming services. I was talking to a friend of mine, and they brought up that it felt like the same level of polish for horror that Disney Plus has for family movies. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's that's really accurate because it is that. It's like it's that all encompassing like. Hey, if you like this one thing, so for Disney, it's family films of all their different natures. But for Shudder, it's like, do you like just the most fucked up movies? We're going to give you the best set dressing around them and make you feel good about watching them. Unlike the, uh, I did that, um, that streaming service, fuck, or for Full Moon Video. Oh, yeah. And that did not feel like nope. that. That felt like going behind the weird it looks like- saloon doors in an old video store and being scared my mom was going to walk in and find me. Just like browsing through that website, I felt like I was going to like get a virus or like, this is illegal. I'm going to see a snuff video. Yeah. <laughs> it made me feel very dirty. I had it for one month. I watched like a couple of the Puppet Master movies and went, oh, that's good. I'm, I'm yeah. done. I've, I've had my fun. Thanks. Bye. Then I wanted to send them a nice letter that's like, have you guys heard of Shutter? You should definitely like <laughs> yeah, license you your should, for that. They should. There's a definite audience. There's a crossover of people that want to watch... Uh, Trancers and fucking Puppet Master that will happily watch uh, on Shutter. I mean, just on Joe Bob Briggs. Like, they could get all their movies on there. Yeah. <laughs> I just... Sorry, I saw uh, Stacy's uh, uh Yeah, I'm replying to her right now. <laughs> <laughs> to what? Oh, she's disappointed in you. For what? Man. Oh, you'll, you'll learn. You to... You'll learn. Oh, boy. Oh, people are commenting. Oh, no. This is live. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Guys, we're live streaming our... To be... Or podcast. To be fair, to we, be fair, we all said that we're fair. gonna re-download Quibi. <laughs> I did. I did say that. I'm trying to figure out how I can get them and not give them money again. So I'll probably just make a burner email. I should do that. Uh, nobody used the podcast email. I'm using it first. <laughs> Wait. Okay. Yeah. We we can all just yeah. use that. There you go. Suck on it, Quibi. <laughs> we got him. Take that, Jeffrey Katzenberg. Got him. Noted Hollywood dickbag. <laughs> Unrelated to Hollywood dick bags, they I, I posted in the group earlier. They announced another animate uh, cartoon Scooby Doo movie, but this one has Elvira, Bill Nye, and the villain is Doctor Jonathan Crane. I saw that. I Wait. was like, wow. I didn't see the whole thing. I just saw Elvira's, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is this? It's movie? Called Halloween Scooby Doo or something. I don't know. Okay. What is this 2020 anymore, guys? I don't want to be on I just this think, ride I just, anymore. It's getting I weird. I just accept everything. They, I even posted too. They, there's going to be a Sims reality show. Like, yeah, and I'm kind of into it. I man. am too. I don't know why. I've gotten weirdly into uh, watching, um, watching let's plays of The Sims because a lot of people will give themselves their own, uh, like they'll do different challenges, and it turns out they're really entertaining to watch and this one's like a group of people trying to make like the best story out of their sims and then they win ten thousand dollars i don't know i just i'm gonna watch it i don't care it's on tbs because well, uh, like every other show right now is like zoom like you try to like it's a zoom meeting like you try to watch conan that's all all it is the barbarian yes <laughs> but like all the late night shows are just speaking of though josh gad's show is actually probably the best zoom thing ever which show? Uh, Josh Gad's It's Reunited Apart on YouTube. And he, like every other week, 
he gets the cast. Oh yeah, of, you sent us that. Yeah, he gets the cast of like a uh, '80s show or movies, and reunites them, and talks about the movie and stuff like that. And and one time, Lord of the Rings, and that was the best thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> I just think Olaf I, when I see him, and I I don't care for it. <laughs> did I tell you guys about the best scam I've ever played on somebody? Maybe. It was six years. <laughs> it was a six-year-long con. Oh no! So, one of my best <laughs> I you friends. Were say, I started this podcast with these idiots. Yeah, oh. I started this podcast, and fuck you. No, um, no. One of my best friends. He loves the Lord of the Rings movies, and I don't know why. But the first time he ever talked to me about them when we first got to know each other, I decided to tell him I hated them. <laughs> and I have carried that fucking lie for six years. <laughs> And it was only like a month ago that I finally had to come out to him where I was like, hey, dude, like, I actually really love those movies. <laughs> I watch them at least once a year. The full, like, extended cuts. I have watched and rewatched the making of, of features a million times. Like, I know those movies backwards and forwards. I adore them. <laughs> and I've never seen a look of betrayal on somebody's face like that. I thought you meant so Lord upset. of the Dance. Yeah, she's just been like, I I thought this whole time we were talking about dancing. Yeah, it's uh, I'm pretty proud of that though. <laughs> I I you know that's six years of like of lies, good friend hangouts of watching Lord of the Rings that I gave up on for this, but it was worth it's it. It's like my friend Adam. He he refuses to eat cheesecake just so he can say that he's never had cheesecake. I respect that game. That's exactly the same thing. Like at this point, it's it's not even like he doesn't think he would like it. It's just he that's the conversation piece. Yeah, like I feel like at this point he'd even be like, "No, it's probably fucking fantastic." But you know what? I'm good. Yeah, I've gone. That's I've gone I this with far. Inception. And they're watching. Oh, that's my claim to fame. Inception. You missed it. It was on Fortnite. We could have watched it on there. <laughs> oh my uh, god! Hey, do you don't get to do the bummer corner? <laughs> Dang it! Uh, well, we'll slowly glide into that because uh, they canceled the Yo. Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Sound effects. This is going to be the the final season. Yeah, that really that really bummed me out because I just finally watched that whole show and I fucking love it. That's the it. thing too, though. I watched all of season one, we binged it. I loved it. I just could not start season two for some reason. Same. I don't know same. why. I, I, think I, I, I don't have a good reason. I just Christmas? couldn't. That show same. went off the rails in the best way. It gets so crazy. Like that first season is mundane compared to where that show goes. Hail Satan, oh, man! Hail Satan. And then um, one, um, I was I was thinking about like at least ending this with a recommendation for a horror movie that I watched. And uh, when I initially Naughty Nurses Three, so scary, so naughty. Um, I couldn't. I initially I couldn't think of a lot of horror movies that I watched in the last few months because I really haven't been watching a lot. But um, one of them that stuck out was a uh, a Korean horror movie. It's on Shutter. No, it's on Amazon Prime. It's called, um, I'm going to mispronounce the first part. It's Gonjiam Haunted Asylum. That's G-O-N-J-I-A-M. Um, and this one's a found footage. And it's actually based on a true um, urban legend in Korea of this haunted asylum. And it's it, it's kind of cool because it's found footage, which a lot of people don't like. But they might actually like this one because it's, it's shot in the perspective of kind of like youtuber ghost hunters and so they're supposed to you know be shooting their big uh um ghost hunting video for uh whatever streaming service is is on there it's like a twitch or like a youtube live 
and they go into this haunted um, asylum and things kind of aren't what they seem but are exactly as they seem in a weird way if anyone's seen grave encounters it's similar to that but not quite um but this one actually like scared me at one point like i i watch a lot of horror movies so i'm somewhat desensitized like i i can identify when something is scary but it doesn't really like hang on to me like i it doesn't prevent me from sleeping but this one did and it's it's pretty good I am scared for the Halloween episodes we're eventually going to do because I am such a baby. As we've discussed numerous times on episodes, I am not oh, like a horror fan. I don't go out of my way to watch scary movies. I mean, I watch them time to time, but it will it will mess me up. <laughs> I might. It will like, I might those things for, like I... a take a shower. <laughs> I try to like not get shampoo, like, shampoo in my eyes because that's where <laughs> the demons keep... come out. It's yeah. when you're showering with your eyes closed. <laughs> You're going to make sure all your, all your, so, your limbs are inside the blanket at night. <laughs> so on, on the subject way to die, both... man. They get just, ah, I was shampooing your eyes. It's the worst way. I don't want to go out like that. There's a Bim Bam clip that's about this, and it's great. You just have to play Beyonce. <laughs> no, uh, so if I can unite your two, your two segments uh, into a nice little sandwich, there's a fantastic new crazy horror thing on Netflix that came out, I think, yesterday. Have you guys seen Juon Origins? No. Is it's the Grudge, uh, kind of, but it's the original Japanese. It's not a prequel, and it's a series. Oh, and it is fucked up. I was gonna be the 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 Grudge versus the Ring, and I kind of just no, no. I've watched that. It's <laughs> yeah. terrible, but I love it. Like oh, that dang. that that was made for me. It is a but, se- uh, season. It's like six episodes. Yeah. Oh, and it's oh. it's not an easy watch. <laughs> uh, it's not an easy watch at all, but it was really good. But you have to really be okay with some real fucked up Japanese horror. It's always just weird because it, it's a different culture, so it, it's unsettling in a different way. Yeah. Yeah, this one does a good job of not being super hardcore on jump scares. But uh, it really, 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 really leans into the gore a little bit more than I like. And uh, goddamn, dude, like I started watching it today. I got a couple episodes in, enjoyed it, but had to stop. But then uh, found out that apparently I just sent you guys the article. The fourth episode has the most disgusting scene that these folks have seen in anything all year. And I am fucking terrified now because I've already seen some shit in this series that I don't necessarily want to see again. But why is there multiple links? Yeah, I sent, I, you a, I sent you a link to the show, a link to the review of the show, and then a link about that really fucked up episode. Don't look at that one first. <laughs> uh, um, and then the last thing I watched, uh, horror-related-ish, was a uh, it was on HBO Mac, uh, Max. And I forget that they did a lot of, like, just for HBO, you know, movies that never came out on DVD or VHS. And one of them was uh, Cast a Deadly Spell. And it's like a 50s film noir, but in basically the Harry Potter universe. Like, magic exists, demons exist, stuff like that exists. And the bad guy was Mr. Krabs. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> we talked about Lord of the Rings, but... Uh, How does that work out? <laughs> um, I wanted to mention that Ian Holm passed away um, in between the last time we recorded. So I wanted to pour one out for him. He played Frodo and... I don't know how, 
but all the other roles that he's ever played has escaped me up until he after actually it was a few days before he died that i found out that he he was the priest from fifth element and he was uh ash from alien i never yeah. knew that just because of the stupid curly hair threw me off yeah he uh he was also uh the ripper in from hell also known as jack his name was jack i don't know why i just went with the ripper <laughs> there that was weird he was he was it, the backing band for Jesse of Jesse and the Rippers. He was fame. the prostitute slayer. Yeah, he he was the hero cop that murdered all those prostitutes. Um, and then on top of that, Joel Schumacher also passed away, which was pretty sad. A lot, a lot of people only think about him for the bad Batman movies, which honestly aren't that bad. But they they forget stuff like the Lost Boys, which I rewatched actually the week before he died, which was again weird. I'm afraid to watch things because it might kill the people that I like. <laughs> I I think he gets... Okay, look, I'm not defending his, his Batman movies. They're bad. He gets a lot more shit than he deserves for those, though, because the problem is that they didn't hire him to make new Tim Burton movies. They had the opportunity to make Tim Burton movies, and they turned down. They hired him to make new Batman movies, and his experience with Batman Adam was... West. The camp, yeah. So if you look at them through that lens of what if we made that level of Batman, but with a shit ton of money, that's exactly what he did. Yeah, I even uh, so tell like, people to go into it thinking that this is the movie that comes out in the Batman, the Adam West universe. Yes, like if you if you look at it through the lens he intended, he did what he set out to do. Like, whether or not that's a good Batman movie, I was going to say it's open to interpretation. <laughs> it's not. They're bad Batman movies. But, like, I just, I always felt bad because that dude gets so much shit, and yet they're not the worst movies. They do what they set out to do, and beyond anything, fucking Batman and Robin is quotable as hell. We'll all joke and talk shit about that movie, but we know, like, eight million different Mr. Freeze puns from that hey, movie. Hey, Alex, what killed the dinosaurs? <laughs> Well, the Ice Age. Ice Age. <laughs> um, I, Son you know what, bitch. I, um, I got glow in the dark blue retainers because of Mister Freeze. Because there's a scene where he's in jail and all you do is all you see is his I, mouth like light up. Yep, yep. I uh, first time I ever saw you get one of those for Halloween, I was just like, it's like Mister Freeze. <laughs> um, and God. then speaking of God, the Lost Boys, I recently found out about the movie. Mike, you've probably seen this. Um. This one, uh, so there, there's Ginger Snaps. No, I love Ginger Snaps though. But uh, so there's another vampire movie that came out around the same time as Lost Boys, and I've actually heard that it kind of is as good, if not better, than Lost Boys, called uh, Near Dark. I remember that movie, but I have not watched it in god damn a long so time. So it has Lance Lance Hend- Hendrickson and Bill Paxton, and then. Uh, I don't remember the actor's name, but he played Nathan Petrelli on Heroes. He was the, the guy that could fly. And he's he's the main guy. Yeah. It's not as good as The Lost Boys, but that's one of those movies like um, Dawn of the Dead that's just out of print and super hard to find, but I, I finally found it. Oh, and it's directed by the, the girl that did uh, Point Break. And so it's a good movie. It's just not as great. Yeah, well, the uh, Lost Boys nailed like it's just so good. Yeah, the aesthetic. It actually has really good actors in it. It's really well directed. It's like all the roles. That is a B movie. Oh, it's a B movie that ascends beyond what its station is. And it had both the Corys. Oh God! Back when that mattered. <laughs> all right. Back when that was a thing you could hang your hat on. So that's it. 
Versus now you hang Michael Jackson's hat on him. That's all. That's I got. it for Matt's horror house. <laughs> horror house. Yeah, my bummer corner is pretty easy. Uh, it's uh stuff like. I mean, you guys want to talk about Smash Bros? Mike's no, melancholy um, no, mansion. Real... I just got it. <laughs> no, it's it's uh really. I just want to talk about Last of Us Two. And goddamn, man, like. So let's let's. I have not played a game more and enjoyed it less. I was gonna say let, let's Wait, no. uh, let's talk about yeah let, let let's get your opinion on the actual game and then I want to talk about the controversy outside of the game. So I will talk about the game without any spoilers. If you want to bring them up, the we horse can uh, mark that off separately. But uh, yeah, that fucking yeah, I'll give you that spoiler. <laughs> that f- your fucking horse dies, man. It is really fucked up. It really upset me on a real level. Um, no, so like I in I loved this game. The Last of Us Part One is uh, I told you guys right before we started recording. It's if if not my favorite game, it's in it's one of my top games of all time. Like I love the story. I think it's one of those weird like special games where like a Mario sixty four or a like Zelda Ocarina of Time where it kind of pushes an entire genre Battle forward. Toads. Got it. Yeah, it's it's the battle toads of our day. Um, so w- um, real quick, what's the setting? Because Alex, you said you don't really know much of the the. the, the... No, I've so I don't have a PlayStation. I think I well, I have a PlayStation three, and so when this game came out, I I just never played it. I don't know the story. I don't know anything about it. But so I'm very of jealous of, of people that could play it because <laughs> I hear just great things. It's about a lot of fun guys. The bummer right? of all of it is knowing. Yeah, it's okay. yeah. So knowing how much you love The Walking Dead. It bums me out that you haven't played it because this is the closest thing to what you want a Walking Dead game to be. Uh, it takes place in uh, about 20 years in the future uh, in a post-apocalypse. The apocalypse in this game was that a virus, a fungal vi- infection got released. And uh, this fungus, it takes over people. It fucks your brain up and you go through stages uh, as it grows. You start as a... Uh, what's called a runner. So you're somebody who's still visibly human. You just look really jacked up and you're like a, a fast zombie from like 28 days later. Then as it advances, you become a, a, a clicker or a stalker. There's two different ones. I don't know the order, but the stalkers are basically more animalistic versions where they've now got the instinct to hunt and they're really good at hiding clickers are where their sense of vision's completely gone and they can only hear but they also like they'll one hit kill you if they get you and so it's like you know different flavors of zombies kind of thing but they're all under the guise of fungus so the first game i'm gonna spoil a decent chunk of it but it's been out for fucking ever so i don't want to hear any bullshit but uh (laughs) you basically the beginning of the first game is the most brutal thing i've ever experienced in a video game it starts on day one of this infection hitting austin and the character you play through the game as, Joel, he, um, it's him at home with his daughter, and you start the game playing as the daughter, and shit's just kind of popping off. And so, as you're playing the game, you start realizing, like, what's starting to happen. Joel comes running in, grabs his daughter, his brother Tommy shows up, they get in his truck, they drive to downtown Austin, Anarchy's breaking loose, get into a car accident, and through trying to escape from Austin, uh, Joel gets shot at by a, a member of the military who's there to restore order. And he shoots Joel, but also shoots Joel's daughter who he was carrying and kills her. So 
that sets the tone for Joel as a character. He's a broken, 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 sad man. Go 20 years in the future. He's now a smuggler in like these FEMA controlled cities that are where like non-infected people are and the government helps them out. And uh, he's a smuggler who gets stuff in and out of there. And his newest mission is he has to smuggle a little girl named Ellie from Philadelphia to uh, Salt Lake City. And through the game that plucky heroes become best friends and like he becomes the father figure she never had. She becomes the replacement for his daughter. It's a really touching story and has a lot kind of, of like, a, like on, a lighter, blah, blah, blah. the hound and Aria or something. Yeah, actually. Yeah, very much so. So the whole point of the game is that Ellie was bitten as a, as a younger child. Cause she's a child in the first game. She was bitten. She was immune. She's the only person that a lot of people have ever seen that was immune to this. So there's this group that wants to get her so that they can help make a cure for it, or at least a, vac- a vaccine, so they can basically end this scourge against uh, humanity. End of the game, Joel finally gets her there. You find out that for them to get the vaccine, they're going to have to kill her. Oh, because damn. whatever it is about her that makes her special, it's in her brain, they have to take that. Joel finds that out, goes on a final killing spree, murders everybody who had hired him, and leaves with the girl who's now who's she's alive, but he's damned humanity because of his love and of this he girl. Eats her brains. Yeah, then he <laughs> eats her, and it's really weird. Just kidding. No, but so like the game ends. It has a this beautiful ending where Ellie wakes up after he, he kind of rescues her, and she's asleep and under anesthesia the whole time. And um, uh, she wakes up, and she's like, "So, you know what happened?" And he tells her essentially, he tells her a lie. And then she's like, so you're like, that's what happened, right? And he goes, yep. And that's where the game ends. And it's a really bleak ending. This game begins. It's a handful of years past that. And Ellie's buff And Joel and Ellie. Well, no, no, that's Abby. Because of the Different (laughs) character. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, Laura Bailey does the voice for Abby. Fucking killer character. But so this game starts and Joel and Ellie are very estranged. It starts off, and within the first hour... This is where I'll get into the no spoilers for part two. Within the first hour, the thing that sets the story in motion happens. And once that happens, the game never fucking lets you be happy again. It it was so... like I had to play the game in like one or two hour bursts at max um, because it was just so fucking depressing but as a game it's the best stealth action survival game I've ever played Um, it does a really great job of like making you feel like you never quite have enough stuff to do what you need to do but you always have just enough if you play smart Um, the, the enemies are really interesting you fight like as you play through the game, you're fighting against still the infected, obviously, but also, you know, the human humanity is the big villain. So you're fighting against this one group and then another group gets introduced and that group's fucking cool as hell because they have this whole other society they've built up. And it's a really gripping, engaging story and a really, really interesting world. It was just so hard to play through this game. Um, the other disadvantage the game has is that I think it's, kind of way too long i heard that's a lot of people's main complaint about the game so i was really thinking about today because i beat it yesterday and i've had a lot of time to just sit and think about it 
I personally think the game could be edited differently. And I can't explain what that means without getting into like real spoilers as to what the story of the game is. But it's not that I think there was any part of the game that didn't work. It's that I don't think it worked in the order it presented it to you. And I don't think it worked just with how long at a time you would encounter certain parts. Like it's really, yeah, it's really, this is the part that's the hardest to explain without spoiling because the game is very, very, I told you guys very spoilable. Hmm. There's a lot of like really big plot points, a lot of really big character beats because it's all character based. And it made me somehow way more excited for a last of us TV show because this made me realize how much I do love the world this takes place in. Like I, I don't want to watch it. You know, it's not a show I would binge watch, but it's definitely something where if once a week you gave me one hour of just abject despair, I would probably be into it. And that's how I found out I'm super into SNL. No, um, <laughs> but yeah, like I, I'm really, I'm really curious as to like what you think of it as somebody who's not played it, just seeing all the kind of controversy out there. I will tell you, like, as someone who's heavily invested in the game, what some of the, like, the subject matter, some of the controversies are over, and everything, I think that people's reactions to this game is shameful. Like, it's just ridiculous, like, the level of... Well, it's bizarre. Like, I don't understand how people can think the way that... So many people can think the way that these people are thinking, because I, um... So I I know what happens uh, that triggers it, but there's a voice actress that, from all I've seen, does a great job, and she's—I think she's one of the main people. She, on she's one of the role, most famous right? voice actors of yeah. all time. It's Laura Bailey, who has been in fucking every game you like. It well, seems she's no like. Tara Strong, but okay. Um. But that—that's kind of <laughs> almost her level. Like it's like, yeah. like basically and all voice acting jobs are either Troy Baker, her Tara Strong, or um, Troy goddamn ba- right. Troy Baker's ex best friend. Yeah, Nolan North. Nolan, yeah. I can't want um, to say Nathan Drake. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's just completely bizarre to me, though, because so the, the the character that she voices does something upsetting, and people are upset at the voice actress for something that this. Wait, digital, wait, whoa, let's, dig- let's edit this part out and just get my reaction. What can you say? What happened? And then we could edit, and I just want to hear it. Like, well, I, here, okay, how, how so, about how, how about I'll just do this, like. Give us, uh, from wherever you're listening right now, give us approximately five minutes. And Matt, if you could just put like some weird tone in there, like put like, here, I'll be. Hi, I'm Amy. And I'm Caitlin. And we're the hosts of Eat Crime, a podcast full of delicious mysteries. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Eat Crime or wherever you listen to podcasts. Here's a little bit of what you'll hear in our episodes. So, uh, the stars of this story are Dante Dante and Dante Dante Hall. (laughs) This is why you should keep a diary. (laughs) Dear diary, today my husband told me he likes men. And that's okay. When was salad invented? Salad was invented in 1924. That's a fun fun date. September September 6, 2006. 2006. I'll be murder girl. No, I don't like that. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks Thank for, you listening. So much for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Peace.
So that's going to be the so, end of the spoilers here. So Mike just uh, uh, Mike just disintegrated. I was doing the second <laughs> sound. That means that means we're okay. Um, so Mike Mike just uh, reiterated what happened in the story of uh, The Last of Us Part Two, and so big things happen and people get mad, but somehow they can't process what's going on in a video game, and so they start yelling at the voice actress. She didn't write the part. It doesn't make sense why they're so mad at her. Not to mention everything in the game. Like, I don't want to sound like a pedantic asshole. It's fucking fiction. Right. Like, These I are understand. Just computer rendered images that we're looking at. And they're mad at this girl because she provided the voice of one of these images. Because, frankly, she did a really good job, too. She was really phenomenal as that character. Like, she. She did her job. Yeah, she did it so well. It's why you hire Laura Bailey to do this. And then to just see, like, her getting shit for this and, like, Neil Druckmann getting all this shit where, like, I don't love Neil Druckmann. I think he's kind of a kind of a pretentious dick at times. But at the end of the day, like, the guy's talented as hell. He does a really good job at what he does. And to hear people giving him shit, like, it's one thing if it's, like, a, crit a criticism, like, hey, I think it would have been a little, like, less clunky to do it this way. That's a valid criticism. It also happens to be my criticism. Yeah, we're like... So, I believe in it. You really phoned it in on season eight. <laughs> yeah, but, like, at the same time, th there's a difference between saying you phoned it in on season eight and you fucking pieces of shit, I hope you die, I hope your wife gets raped, I hope... And, like, throwing anti-Semitic comments. Yeah, like, that's like they the crazy were... shit insane like they were unhinged it was scary at sometimes like i don't i don't understand how i can't figure out this thought process is the thing it's like we all hated joffrey in game of thrones but i don't hate the guy that played him because he did his job in making me hate joffrey so th that's the crazy thing though so i started reading into a lot of this stuff and i guess like that kid he's one of the he's, reasons he stopped acting yeah. was because of that because he was like i i I'm a child actor, guys, yeah. and you are threatening to murder me. Yeah, uh, and it, it happens a lot, and it's just it's just bizarre to me. And um, I I tweeted about it the other day, and it it reminds me of the episode of Friends where uh, Brooke Shields guest stars, and she's like a crazy stalker that's stalking Joey, but she thinks that Joey is literally the character that he plays on TV, Drake Ramore, and well, see, the, she can't the separate the two. The shitty thing is that, like, I mean, there's obviously there's obviously people out there that are immensely imbalanced that have real, like, real serious issues. But they can afford a PlayStation 4? Well, no, that's the thing, though, is, like, I, I don't think that's a lot of these assholes. I think these are people that just like to be fucking cruel. Like, I don't, like, let's be very honest. Like, I'm sure, I'm sure there, unfortunately, are some death threats that are serious. I really bet there yeah. are. But I'll also bet you most of them aren't. Yeah, I'll bet you most of them are just people that just get off on causing the chaos, and I just don't understand that mentality. And that's the shit that embarrasses me to be into the things I'm into. Like, I'm embarrassed to say I love video games when I have assholes like that standing next to me, and I'm like, well, not like they do. Oh, yeah, it's like like me saying I like Rick and Morty, but I don't want anyone to think I'm a, you know, a Rick and Morty fan. Yeah, like, look, Rick and Morty fans are dickheads. Don't, like, they, they just are. But, like, they at least seem to not want to murder the fucking creator of the show. Yet. Yet. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got him. Um, yeah, let's make him wait another two years for another season. We'll see how they start feeling. But I, I also think that 
just one of my 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 theories here is the people that are having these outbursts are also people that have never really felt emotions like this before. So it's the yeah. first time, and they don't understand. You know, it, can't it, process it. it. It's but yeah, I loved him. Yeah, why for, you do? I loved him. Well, for sure. Like it's yeah, it's literally they can't process it. It's 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 so raw to them because it's new. It's like you know a baby who drops a cookie and they they cry their brains out because literally for that baby it's the worst thing that's ever happened to them man i dropped a cookie like a half hour before we started recording you know what i did i didn't even cry once you cried i, mean, twice. I did a little bit but not <laughs> like hard i didn't want that cookie but yeah it's just it's just really weird and it's uh made a lot of news right now and i i just don't get it and i feel bad but well, it's just it's one of those things that like it bums me out as a fan of of gaming in general, a fan of like nerdy pop culture shit because it's the same stuff that happened to Kelly Marie Tran after Last Jedi, yeah. and it's the same shit we see over and over and over again. I literally live my life in fear of these assholes turning their ire toward us, and like it's just it's such a bizarre fandom like i just it i guess sometimes it, it, i think the internet's bad i guess thinking of the word fan it's 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 truer truer to the uh the meaning i guess a fanatic yeah just it's just upsetting it is but that's it, my it, bummer corner yeah and i'm bummed out you did it alex why did you write those letters to that nice lady i didn't know such thing <laughs> i have if anything it's letters of positivity <laughs> yeah alex was like what you do Alex was like, I, I'm sure you tried really hard when you failed miserably at being good in a video game. <laughs> Some people that's you know, just not cut out for it. You're not one of them. Oh, man. Yeah. So this is just wild shit there. Um, in terms of happy stuff, though, for someone, not for me, because I don't I truly don't care. But like they announced a new crash game and give you guys that there's a new crash bandicoot coming. Huh? Yay. Huh? I was, never, I was never a crash friend. I, I yeah, one of my memory one of my favorite memories though as a kid though is going to my friend's house and he was playing Crash a lot and I just never actually played it myself. I'm more of a I, I'm more of a Gex guy. Oh god, no. I, I do not I do not like Crash Bandicoot. I have a lot of friends that do and I'm happy that they're getting a new thing and that thing they like. I'm excited for them. Yeah. I hope it's everything that you want it to be. Yeah. That's the thing, like I I don't know. I, I feel like I used to be one of those asshole Xbox guys that's like, PlayStation sucks, bruh. But now I'm like, I don't care. Like, I, I actually hope everything is good and, you know, fans of that thing get what they want, even though I, I really don't care. Yeah, I mean, that's, it's, there's no need to gatekeep, man. Like, everybody can have fun. We can all enjoy stuff. Actually, in, these, in these trying times, we all need something to be happy about. Like oh, Quibi. man. Like Quibi, like the even then, like <laughs> I, I'm hoping Quibi gets better because, like, like yeah, we even seriously. said during our episode, like there's so much potential that they're just not tapping into. So hopefully they do, you know, get around to that. What's well, it? Yeah, like as we, uh, Quibi is a great idea executed by really, by by people that don't understand that that medium. They know not what they do. But yeah, so I mean, it's just there. It's just it's a bummer, dude, because it took a game that like. No matter what my thoughts on the game would have been, I, I'm not going to lie, dude. Like, I was playing it, and I'm playing it at a slower rate than everyone else because I have a a very full-time job. But, like, it painted it painted my enjoyment of the game because the whole time I was just waiting for, like, okay, well, where's the 
I keep reading this really transphobic, shitty <laughs> stuff in this yeah. game. Like, what's what's it going to be? Is it going to be something that's going to be high, uh, like ultra offensive to me? Is it something that's going to be like nothing? And then it turns out like no, it actually kind of has like some of the best trans representation I've ever seen in media, which is bizarre. But it, we can't have that conversation because instead the conversation has to be Abby got muscles and she do bad thing. Yeah. And that's just fucking ridiculous. It also just shows like this weird thing where like, God forbid a woman with fucking like, who's built like a goddamn, like a, like a badass is the star of something. We can't handle that. It's gotta be this little tiny thing. It's just all stupid. I will say though, it's the Twitter, like just people going off on social media. It is, I've seen it everywhere. And, and like I mentioned before, like UFC 20, 251 is, is this weekend. And it's more like a funny uh, response. Is that a car? Is it a car? UFC two fifty one. What is that? Oh, it's a uh, UFC is the M- MMA um, it's, sport, it's, and two fifty one is their pay per view number. Ah. Oh, it's, like the channel. Um, it's the newest. It's the newest Dead or Alive. Mm. You know <laughs> so, what? Like, I'm pretty much. Guy... I'm pretty mad at that series because most of the, most of the people on there are just alive. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so this one guy ends up at, like tweeting about uh paul felder he's he's a mma fighter but he's also a commentator it, it's just so funny because it's, it's one of those oh, things was where it the like one you word can't hide good okay i'll, I'll read it real fast <laughs> yeah he's, he's like stay retired paul you better you're a better commentator than fighter so paul responds does it make you feel good saying that now would you say that to my face man to man <laughs> this guy nope you'd kick my ass that's why i said on twitter <laughs> paul just simply says fair enough <laughs> I mean, it's, it's one of those things where, like, you know, respectable behind carry the keyboard, on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we get called out on it. Well, you know, at least you're honest. I mean, you're a douchebag, but you're still. But at least you're honest. Yeah, you know your place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to share that one at least. The internet is bad. Let's just take it down, guys. It's a bad experiment. It's failed. But it's, it's not doing any good. But for it's us. also I mean, the best and has succeeded. Yeah. Why did you invent this? I didn't mean to. I got a lot of other stuff to talk about if you guys want, or we can end yeah, it on. Yeah, bring it. Okay. I'm good. We got a extra large episode going on. I'm going to rapid fire a couple things then. So we'll go with Clone High. They may revive it, and I'm super excited for that. Um, I thought I thought I read that they just they flat out were like, didn't Chris Miller say they're going to now? Probably. Sound I don't like. I don't trust headlines anymore, but yeah, that's true. Yeah, well, the weird I part is, <laughs> yeah, whenever they that. say it's for a streaming service, I now believe it because they're so thirsty for content that they're like, fuck it, what do you like? Cool, we'll make more of it. Yeah, give me that purple drink that Abe Lincoln was drinking with Gandhi that turned them purple. It was made out of paint. You remember that episode? Um, they Okay, so they announced a Fallout TV show for Amazon. Which I'm super into the idea of that. I'm not the, against it. The comments on Facebook, on our Facebook page, the Super Secret Club, it was totally mixed. Like I've I've been such a fan with Amazon Originals, like okay, yeah. Watchmen. So well, so yeah. Here's the thing, though. There, I I just feel because from what you said on the comments, it doesn't seem like you've seen it all, you know. And there is definitely some Amazon stuff that misses or eventually misses. So like I, uh, one of my examples was the the Man in the High Castle mm-hmm. fell in love with season one, but right. from season two forward, it's just it's not as good, you know. So there's 
I wouldn't put it on a pedestal because it's on Amazon. Well, here's my thing. At least what I was saying was that they're very selective on the originals. So when they go for it, they really go for it. They don't really kind of half-ass one season and then just try to half-ass you know the rest of it. At least you oh, know, yeah. they, whether they the writing or whole ass that one season, but then it was like <laughs> yeah. maybe a third of an ass from there on out. You know, and I don't know if it's it's the, it's typically what I've seen is is the writing that ends up going like they they ran ran out of ideas or they're too quick to produce. Um, but things like the boys always give me promise. You know, that boys. The, the so boys. Season yeah, two so. trailer drop too. That's uh, I wanted to bring it up during the Last of Us stuff, but that's when I'm trying to avoid everything just because I want to go into season two fresh. Yeah. yeah, I haven't watched the trailer at all. I, I don't need to. I know it's gonna. I know I'm gonna. E- even like the it. trailer yeah, itself is so like action packed. I don't even know what's where. So I was like, oh, this is cool. That's all I need to see because I'm gonna forget it and just you know go into the season two with just yeah you know hype. Very excited for that one though. But um, as far as far as follow goes, I honestly I was kind of like preying on the negativity with my post just so we could get some reactions. Um, and it's mainly for me. It kind of stems from just Bethesda and the way that they've been handling Fallout. I don't mm-hmm. have um, any doubt that Netflix could possibly put out a good show. Um, I was just kind of more playing around with just the Bethesda side of it. I I feel like at this point they're smart enough to know that they they have like really squandered a lot of uh, of fan support, and all they have to do is just get a good writer and walk the fuck away. And is like that's all they need to do. Is this the one that's? gonna have the chernobyl writers or was that something else no that's last of us last, last, last of us right. which that is yeah like everything they keep saying about that last of us show like with the first time they announced it, i was like we don't need that and then everything they announced i'm like i mean okay i don't need that but like i'm cool if it yeah. happens and i'm to the point where i'm like fuck it man i i, I want that because i don't want to play that shit anymore it's too dark but i can definitely watch it i remember there's supposed to be a lord of the Rings show on there i don't know what's going on with that yeah there's still good or bad, we're, for that. we're gonna talk about it yeah I love Lord of the Rings, you guys. I think it'll be good. I, I like there's certain shows that I just can't imagine they're gonna be bad at this point, especially like with the hindsight of like they get they get the advantage of knowing where game or Game of Thrones fucked up. They get the advantage of knowing where yeah. uh Walking Dead fucked up, then got good again apparently. Like that not to make everything fucking quibby. <laughs> But, like, that's the problem with Quibi is that they acted like nothing else had ever been made versus with, like, Disney Plus. They clearly said, oh, hey, Netflix does this and it works. Let's not reinvent the fucking wheel. Like, thank you for doing this work for us. And before I get, forget, too, the reason I was so up with Amazon Originals, too, is uh, the, the series Upload. I think that was another fantastic series that I, I watched and I've just... So far, I've hit like one after another after another good series with Amazon Originals. I totally forgot about Upload. Did you ever watch it, Mike? No, not yet. Guys, like- Amazon is the service I always forget about because it's the mm-hmm. one I open the least, but also its UI is the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, by far, yeah. So they like, definitely- I can never, like, I don't know what it's showing me that I fucking can watch or what I have to buy or what like. Just, it's always just so confusing that I get frustrated and turn it off, or I watch Top Gear or uh, <laughs> Grand Tour. No, I get that. I mean, when I originally saw Upload, I, I think I mentioned it before, too. I thought it was an advertisement for like a VR console. I didn't know it was a TV series until I clicked on it. Almost by mistake. There's something yeah. else on Amazon that's coming out. Amazon, for me, I forget that I have it because I, I don't 
specifically oh. subscribe to that. I just Hunters too. Amazon Prime and it's just you know bundled in. There's another Hunters. Did you guys watch Hunters? I watched. No. Uh, I've heard it's I, great. I've watched a good chunk of Hunters. I keep forgetting to finish that. I binged that one too. That one. That one for me was another good yeah, one. Yeah, what I've seen is is great. Um, there's something else that's coming out on Amazon. It's like a kind of a Stranger Things, but it's a movie, and I don't remember what it's called. But I, yeah, I forget I, that I have it because I I don't subscribe to it specifically. I just have it as a a symptom of my my Amazon Prime, um, as as you yeah, know, like delivery it, stuff it, and all that. I get that though because like if it was something I actively had to purchase and think about, I would watch it more. But th- like like you said, it's more like a I need my cat treats here in two days, yeah. so I pay for the service. Like I, and I just then like, I just ordered beard oil and it got here today. Yeah, and they're like, but here's a bunch of movies too, and I'm like, oh, yeah. cool. I didn't. I I'll watch Clue at some point, but I didn't need to watch it today. Thanks. Also, fuck you, Jeff. Yeah. Um, hey, Jeff, uh, you don't quite need that much money, but I will keep giving it to you. Begrudgingly, because I don't want to get into it. I hate myself for having Amazon, honestly. Um, speaking of monies, how about the game prices for the PS5? I've been waiting on that to happen anyway. Like, I want to be angry about it, but at the end of the day, like, it's fucking $10. So part of, part of it though is you know ten dollars is can be a big thing depending on the person. Like I I've definitely well, been in situations where I'm like I cannot put ten more dollars towards this thing. Like I will I, be hurting for the rest of the week until payday or something. I think they have an important choice to make, and I'm very worried they're going to make the wrong choice, which is if they're going to increase the base price by ten dollars. That's fair. I get it. Games are more expensive to make than they've ever fucking been. Potentially, then they need to stop making eighty-five versions of each game. Like I, if I have to look at another fucking grid <laughs> to figure out which version of Assassin's Creed I'm buying, I will lose my fucking mind. Just charge me seventy dollars. You can have your bullshit shop to make me buy all the horse armor because I'll clearly do it. Uh, but like, I feel like don't that's where it make it. Well, it's it's. Like I always use Assassin's Creed because it's the oh one no of the I, I was thinking defenders. of Elder Scrolls the the horse oh no I know then. yeah oh no that is that's literally where it started but like the last Assassin's Creed there's the game which when it came out you could buy the base game the golden edition which was ten dollars more and gave you like yeah, a couple I, of I, items I remember this chart it was aggravating yeah or and there were so many but like even right now if you if I because. I think Assassin's Creed Odyssey is one of the the games of this generation. I think it is like it is as expansive as Skyrim with a fucking gripping story, but like this weird JRPG-esque ability to just kind of fuck off for 200 hours. Like it's just such a good game. But right now, if based on me telling you that you said, I want to go buy this, I don't know what to tell you to buy (laughs) because I'm playing the game and the fucking Atlantis expansion and this other expansion and this other part. And I don't know what I paid for in the base game. Man, I feel bad for grandma's now. That dude, honestly, it's kind of fucked up. So like what they need to do is say, okay, games are $70 and then just be like, and we'll give you cosmetic DLC. Okay. So is that, is that the argument that they're going to give us everything? With that $70? Well, no, 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 no. This is 100%. Like, so far, <laughs> the only game that's officially said they're going to charge this is... The NBA. NBA yeah. 2K21, which is already, like, the biggest fucking offender 
in terms of microtransaction bullshit where they charge you for a full price game. But if you truly want to play, everybody I know who plays that game has spent hundreds of dollars on it. Um, and it's essentially just gambling. So like, they're not, they haven't said anything, but it doesn't sound like they're getting rid of that aspect. So they're going to charge you $10 more and their, their rationale, they said it basically TLDR to because we fucking can. Yeah. But what they said was like, oh, well, with unparalleled visuals, we're rebuilding the game for next gen, blah, 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 blah. The same bullshit we hear every generation switch. And it pisses me off that they're going to charge $10 more for this game on the auspices of it's going to look better than it's ever looked. When if we really think about it, it's going to look worse than it's ever going to look going forward. So that's not a big indicator for me. And then they're still going to pull the same bullshit with the microtransactions. Yeah, and I think uh, Giant Bomb pointed out, like, is it really going to be looking better? Like, they've been developing these games for also PC, you know? Yeah. Like, how how much, yeah, how much better is that game going to look? Because... And it's not even just, like, the graphics of it. It's the resolution of it. Well, and then the other really shitty predatory thing they did is they, um, they straight up said that... Oh, let me pull down the name of this real quick. I got to find it. Okay, there we go. So they straight up said that um, this game is not going to support the, uh, I can't remember what Microsoft's calling it, but this essentially they guarantee that if you buy the Xbox One version of it, oh, the, you'll get the Xbox Series X right. version. Um, smart smart delivery, mm-hmm. that's yeah. what they're calling it. Um, like, so, so if you buy, I, I just yeah, got, if you buy it on the, the Xbox One, it'll, yeah. you'll automatically have it on the Series X if and when you get it. Exactly. So like yeah, they've already put cool. games out that guarantee that. Like I just got the the Cyberpunk Xbox and it came with a copy of Cyberpunk. So it's on there. It says pre like pre-ordered and come November it will just unlock on my console. But they've also been really big on like but if I also am an early adopter and I buy a Series X, which I will, I'll automatically have the Series X version of Cyberpunk once they release it. Like that's a really good consumer friendly move. Yeah. These fucking assholes are like, oh, no, no. It's 59 for the current generation version, 69 for the nice. um, next-gen version. Or if you love Kobe and you got to make sure everyone knows, you can buy um, the Mamba Forever Edition, which I think starts at $100, and that will give you uh, both versions of the game from what I understand. And I'll probably be that guy, but, not going to lie. No, and well, that's the thing, dude. Like, I don't begrudge you being that guy because if this game's important to you and Kobe's important to you, like, that's who this is for. I'm pissed that they're taking advantage of that because if this is all they were doing, that's fine. But they're doing this and they're clearly still going to have all the fucking, like, virtual currencies and gambling mechanics that are in the game currently. I think Microsoft put a stop to that. Like, they recently said that that this is not going to be allowed at all. Um as far as I far as because no, it's the, starting to get a lot of yeah, shit. As far as the, the smart delivery stuff, but um, the seventy dollar price tag is not surprising. And I remember when the sixty dollar price tag happened, and it was you know everyone's in uproar, but it's going to happen. But the argument back then for the sixty dollar price tag made more sense than now because there's I guarantee the physical sales are far fewer than the digital sales. And so, oh, yeah. you know, you well, got to cut in the, the, the price of manufacturing stuff. Like you're not, you're not going to be manufacturing as many discs as you're going to be selling copies digitally, you know? Oh yeah. Well, also the thing that we don't, we don't take into account when they did the $60 price jump was that 
prior to that generation, games were priced all over the fucking yeah, place. Yeah, I, I remember... Like, some games were 20, some games were 80 or 90. Yeah, I remember getting, like... Yeah, and that was in, you know, late 90s, early 2000s money. $90. Yeah. Dude, I remember vi- buying um, uh, Daytona. And that that fucking game was so expensive. Or, like, the sheer number of N64 games that came with, like, a fucking expansion pack or rumble pack or uh, like some other <laughs> bullshit yeah and so like there were a lot of games i remember like it would just be like this game is 90 dollars because it just is and the 60 dollars price points took that away so it was a fair trade it was like look some games will be more expensive but now there's a ceiling but this last generation what's happened is it's like well the base game is now 60 or you can buy the correct edition of it for 70 or you can buy the edition for fans for 100 or you can buy the edition for the real fans for 150 or you can buy the edition for the real, real fans for 200 And it's just been absurd. And then again, still inside the game, they're like, oh, but also if you want to continue to give us like five bucks here or there, we're happy to take it. Like the game essentially just has a tip jar in it now. And then, uh, so I made a point or I guess a argument on our facebook group because you point you you posted the article uh regarding the 70 dollar price point and i said you know there's there's people like me that um i am what's considered now a patient gamer air quote air quotes where i don't always buy games you know when they come out i i, I wait i wait for a, a sale or a deal and someone said that they didn't like that uh mindset because it will ruin the industry or it'll tank the gaming industry and I... no it won't that's that's such like that that just proves that they've gotten they've they've gotten to that person yeah and so like I, the gaming I, industry is doing okay uh at the time i argued that you know it, it would not tank the gaming industry it will potentially shift it as far as the the the, the trajectory of it because it's like you know saying back when netflix came out or when netflix started streaming because they you know they weren't always streaming but when they did start streaming it's like okay but it's gonna kill the 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 video rental store which it did but not it's not the the worst thing that happened you know i don't have to leave my house to watch a movie now because of that and it's just it was was funny because the next day all these articles were coming out because i also pointed out that i use uh, game pass i don't always just wait for sales i also use game pass and because of Game Pass, gaming companies have actually almost tripled their income because of Game Pass. Like, it's it's not hurting them at all. It's actually helping them. Well, and, and that's the thing is, like, because of Game Pass, there's now a way forward for smaller games. Exactly. Because it's the specifically, yeah, indie developers. This is the, the best thing that could happen. happen. Yeah. Yeah, I love us, Game Pass. I mean, I think Every time I've ever on Game Pass. You know, I, I probably wouldn't <laughs> Today have it without, I, because, yeah. you know, without being on the show. Mm-hmm. Today I stumbled across a game on Game Pass that I had never heard of, that I would never would have bought, but it was free and I tried it. And I fucking loved it. Called, uh, let me find the name. Better not be, better it's not be Savage Planet. I'm gonna smack you. <laughs> What's it? Yeah, Sea Salt. Sea Salt. Um, yeah. So it's basically, it's a kind of strategy action game, um, and you, it's not based on. HP Lovecraft's mythos, but it's very much based on HP Lovecraft's mythos. But instead of playing as people trying to avoid the old gods and their influence, 
you play as an agent of the old gods controlling a swarm of nightmare creatures that are trying to destroy uh, civilization. And it's this fucking super cool game that, like, I never would have seen otherwise. And that can only exist because they can p- go out on Game Pass and get people like me to try it uh, out. Is this like a 16-bit, like, dungeon crawly looking thing? Kind of looks like it. It's a hard game to describe. I th- I truly think you'd like it, man. Yeah, I'm like, looking it up right now. I want to see if this is it. It it has a really cool look to it, and the soundtrack is very different from the look. So the look of the game is very 16-bit, very okay. grimy, yeah, and very like, uh, very, like, pixel art. The soundtrack is full orchestral. Well, speaking of Game Pass, I just have to add the story, kind of the nice story to to everything. Uh, is uh, playing Minecraft Dungeons. I would not have bought that game. I'm not a Minecraft fan at all. And this place completely different than Minecraft. But I was I'm I'm literally able to play this with my 4-year-old daughter. Like this is the first time we've played games together side by side in 4 years. <laughs> and it was it's it's awesome because I wasn't a game that I just wouldn't like okay me and my daughter can play no it has zero like if I don't like it I just delete it without any like repercussions yeah. you know so I downloaded it we played it we played it multiple times already and it's been so much fun uh, when we play well even like games like like uh, Journey to the Savage Planet like we've talked about before this literally still at this moment is my game of the year and I would not have tried it if it wasn't on Game Pass I've even bought the yeah. DLC so I mean they at the very least made money off of the dlc purchase i made and i'm exactly i'm for sure going to be buying a copy of this game once it's off of game pass well i've 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 bought multiple games where like uh ori and the ori and the will of the wisps i loved the first game i was excited when the second one came out on game pass i loved it so much that i saw a physical copy of the special edition and i was like hell yeah, yeah i want to fucking right? own this I want to own it. I want to give them a little bit of money for it because even though I know it's pennies on the dollar, it still makes me feel good. Like I'm like, hey, you made a thing I love. Here's a couple extra bucks that I don't have to yeah. give you. Um, I just did the same thing with Minecraft Dungeons. I think it's a really... I like If I'm going to play that kind of game, I'm going to play Diablo. It's straight up a Diablo-like. But I'm so happy that it exists for people like you, Alex, and like for you to play with your daughter and get her into gaming early that I was happy to give them money for their digital deluxe edition. And I'm like, hey, cool. I get a cape and a pet. I don't give a shit. I'm just happy to give you guys a couple bucks for this game. And so the the dumbest part is that it's actually caused me to spend more money because when I find something I really like, I want to support yeah, it. And then you don't get stinkers like, you know, the next, you know, Call of Duty, Modern, whatever, that ends up not being good. Or it could be good, you know, but you don't, you don't you don't, you, give, you don't impact yeah, you don't give them your pre-order money and you don't you're stuck deal with, with the game. risk yeah the amount of games i've just fucking installed and then played for an hour and uninstalled is ridiculous and just it goes back to those times before you know uh, stuff like this existed where you actually had to you know pay good money couldn't get a refund and you really just kind of risked it based on the cover art of the game and then end up sucking and that's it so i think this is the and it was on you <laughs> yeah you're the idiot that Saw the jiggly boobies on the cover or whatever. Mm, so you're the dumbass that bought the sh- <laughs> the, the bot. I think it was it's an Act Razor. It may have been Phalanx. It was like a Super Nintendo era uh, side-scrolling yeah, shooter, yeah, yeah. and the cover was a fucking dude with a banjo on a. God damn, that game was so bizarre. But I think, um, and not. 
I know I sound like mad, but I'm not mad. I'm kind of glad that the guy in the group brought up that argument because I, I feel like I'm part of the majority as far as uh, this type of thing goes. So I'm glad he brought up his argument uh, saying that this could, you know, tank the industry. But I think it is a, I think we are in the middle of change and we're going to be seeing a lot of different ways to uh, own games or play games in the future here. And a lot of it's going to be with Game Pass and it kind of ties into your article with the $70 games. I don't think a lot of a lot of people aren't going to be affected by it. It's going to be most of the people that are just going to buy it anyway. Well, and let's be really real too. Like how many people, if you're going to raise the price on the game, that's the one because how many people, their only game they buy a year is the current Call of Duty, the current Madden, the current NBA. Like they're, they're a gamer, but they're a gamer in that one very specific realm. And yeah. so if they said like, hey, it's $79 now, everyone's going to be like, oh, that sucks. But I mean, okay. It's the one thing I buy a year. Yeah. The people it hurts are the people like us that obsessively play games. But that's where I think you're right. The argument isn't quite correct because our our level of entry or our barrier of entry for video games is shifting to become easier because we are willing to consume everything in some regard. And if that just means they tighten it up for the people, it's like, hey, look, I can only count on you for one game a year, so I'm going to get every penny I can out of you. That seems fair as long as it's not predatory on the back end. Right. So again, like $69 games, I'm not excited about it, but it's fine as long as there's the gentleman's agreement that that's where it fucking ends. Yeah. If you're giving me the full game for $70 and I'm going to have a lot of fun with it, I'm okay with that. And I'll even accept like if you want to put in like a ton of a ton of microtransactions, more power to you. But th- that needs to be all cosmetic. Like you can't like I tried playing. So I know I know it's a bad game versus NBA is objectively a good game if you like basketball. But the game I encountered from them was the WWE games. And the fact that like aside from those games are fucking trash, it feels like you have to pay them money to remotely be able to be competitive online with it. And that's not okay. Like that's where I have my major issue with it. Yeah. It's just, it's the gaming industry is going to be okay, guys. It's going to be totally okay. It turns out they're making a shit ton of money industry right now. (laughs) Yeah. If you, if you want to know how the gaming industry is doing, go uh, look up Bobby Kotick from Activision. Look up his salary last year. You'll see they're doing okay. Just think about $70 games. I literally spent that on the Pokemon game. Like I bought the full game. And then I bought the DLC for the game. But see, in that, I don't feel bad because you gave me a full good game. Yeah, it's got to be a full and game And then you first. said, hey, do you like that? Would you like some more? And I was like, I would like some fucking yeah. more. Thank you. Not only that, too. It's like, would you like more but better? Just you know, the more. dumb part is I've paid for that expansion. I've not even actually got to play it yet. <laughs> I haven't either. Because <laughs> I, I, all I had room in my life for was Last of Us. So now that I'm over that, I'm very excited to start playing. I play Pokemon way too again. much Overwatch, you guys. It's a problem. You're allowed. It's fair. There's it's, a pandemic going on, dude. You got one it. game. At least you're not like some trash like me trying to play Monster Hunter again. No, I kind of want to start it. I I play Dauntless. You know, like I'm playing the 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 baby version of Monster Hunter. I I think if you've ever wanted to try Monster Hunter, you should definitely play Monster Hunter World. Yeah. So I've I've played Monster Hunter before, and I I love it. I've never played World though, and I Monster Hunter World's the one that got me fully invested because. There were so many little quality of life improvements that I, I just found it so enjoyable. I just like the part where that guy's sword turned into a gun. 
I'm trying to find something very happy for us to end on. Oh, okay, here's three things. I got three happy things. All right. Uh, super hot. Super hot's an amazing game. Super hot? They yeah, super hot's one of my fucking favorite games ever. Yep. Uh just every every version of it is so good. And like the VR one is the thing that I would say it's worth having a five hundred dollar VR headset just to play. So today they announced uh Super Hot Mind Control Delete. It's a fucking sequel to Super Hot. It comes out in less than a week and it's free if you already own Super Hot. Nice. Like that's wild. I am so excited for that. Yeah, that that's a game if, if anybody if you like video games and you haven't played Super Hot, don't look at what it's about, just buy the goddamn game and play it. It's so good. Uh Gary Larson published his first new Farside comic in twenty five years. That's wild. I remember him. I used to buy his like collection at the book fair. Yeah, he just randomly out of nowhere the other day on his website put up a new fire far side comic. Nature is um, nature is healing itself. It is, dude. <laughs> is that the one really you posted is. on our Facebook? Yeah. yeah, where I was it just I was it blew blew my fucking mind. Uh racism is getting addressed in video games. Both Dungeons and Dragons and World of Warcraft are doing things to like make it so that you one, like they don't encourage racism by giving weird stat bonuses. But also <laughs> like you can now in World of Warcraft with their new character creator actually make characters of get ready for this crazy shit different sizes and different skin colors like that it's so wild how like i didn't even occur to me i played warcraft for 15 years did not occur to me that basically everybody in the game is white because the other options are these really weird colors yeah that where they just palette swapped to the white characters and so sizes like could you be like size a, like, like you a little can person a, you could be like a beefy boy or a beefy girl now instead of just like instead of just being humans have one build now it's like, do you want to be a skinny human, a big human, or a normal, or not normal, but like a medium human? Um, they're adding in things like scarring and correct skin tones and facial features. So they're like, they're just talking about how they want to be more inclusive and they want to make it so that you can feel more like you're be able to make the character you want to make. They're taking away like charging for gender changes in the game because they've charged. Since they introduced them, you have to pay 15 bucks at a time to change your character's gender. And all, and that was all always I'm a saying weird... is I just want a different quest line. Like, let me let me transition. It, that's all it did. Do that. It would be it would legitimately be fun. And the last happy news I have, uh, Looney Tunes is on HBO Max, and they're really good. Like, they're really really good. Yeah, you know what? They were really good when they were on uh, Cartoon Network for a while. Because there's this one skit or just scene that's like a heavy metal, uh, like Dungeons and Dragons wizard thing that had like Daffy cast magic i don't know it was weird but that's funny are there, these are newer ones though they're not re- redone yeah they're brand new looney tunes oh that's cool they look they look timeless like they look new like they look really good and clean but if you were to watch like an, if you were to watch a short from 1945 and one of these next to each other it wouldn't feel like you're watching two different shows so it, it would like look a, like you're watching the same thing like a remastered kind of feel to it yeah. Kinda, yeah. It's just everything. It, it 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 looks like painted. It looks like hand drawn painted characters on top of like watercolor backgrounds. Wow. And it's so clean looking, but it's just wild because like they got the voices down. The characterizations are great. Like if you ever like Looney Tunes, they're really really good. Like I highly recommend them. I I was really. 
Yeah, check it out. I, I watched them because I was like, maybe these are good. And then it turned out they were really great and I needed those. Nice. Well, those are good things, Mike. We need some good things to hear. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry. I sneezed and I couldn't mute my microphone. <laughs> That's Matt's problem now. <laughs> oh god yeah i'm really sorry about that man. Yeah, i was lost, trying to find the mute lost, switch <laughs> we lost the track there's gonna be a lot of just gaps um if i may end on a happy note also alex you are free to also end on a happy note after yes. um the new alex make us cry <clears throat> in the last few days there's basically become the uh the the hbo max version of raid Sa- shadow legends where everything is promoting the show it just com- came out today today's the ninth but it is a animated series called Close Enough by J.G. Quintel, the creator of Regular Show. And it's basically Regular Show, but adult. And I'm very excited to watch it. I'm glad you brought that up. I was going to ask you if you had heard anything about it. Because I literally just started seeing those ads today and went like, well, wait, that looks like that show I kind of liked. Yeah, today's the push. But I it, it, it's been in development hell. It was originally supposed to go on TBS and... I think it was supposed to come out last year, but um, whatever happened, and now it just released on HBO Max, and it looks it looks really good. A lot of uh, good reviews. It's got Jason Manzukis, so I mean, how bad can it really be? As much as I don't understand I mean, HBO Max, I I'm kind of interested in it because you guys like listed like five different things that I should check. It's out. got a their, lot their of good stuff. selection is good. Yeah, it's got their selection's good. Their app is just weird. Alex, it's got what you want. <laughs> Do you want to watch um, Superman versus Batman Dawn of Justice Ultimate Edition? Because they've mm-hmm. got it now. Not to be confused with the Snyder Cut? No, this is like the double Snyder Cut of the movie before Justice League. Interesting. It's the Snyder Cut of the Snyder Cut, I believe, is how that worked out. Do you want to know what it feels like to have a fever for four hours? <laughs> yeah, let's About watch some Batman v Superman for an extra half hour. All right, Alex. It's up. It's up to you, man. You gotta take us out strong. Better be happy. Bring it. I'm gonna be bring sad. Bring some happiness. You know, I just you know a little bit of um, adding to what Micah said. You know, as crappy as 2020 has felt, and as crappy as you know everything has been going on. You know, it's weird that things are are actually changing. Like, like I feel like. You know, back in it was a few years ago, we we had a lot of protests and and you know all we got were, were body cams on on cops. And this year is different. This year has felt more more together than we have been before because we've actually like voices feel like they're actually being being heard, and people are actually putting money where the mouths are. They're they're putting action uh, to use. And, you know, that that just brings me hope for for 2021 and, and moving forward. I mean, we, we got people like Ben and Jerry's out here making like hard political statements. Uh, you know, um, we're having, you know, things like education being being rethought and where our money actually should be going towards. And as as tough as is, as it is and in a lot of political debates are happening. I think this is what we needed. I think for a long time, these are just being kind of, you know, um, we hit the surface with a lot of them, but they never really broke ground. And I, I think it's just, uh, I don't know how to put it into words, to be honest, but I like where it's going. And I like that 
I like that it's been actually changing. I'm not sure if you guys feel the same way, but I think I feel like things are changing for the better for once. Yeah, I think no, we I think have a, a positive a momentum going on as as you know, there's a lot of bad stuff going on, but there's a lot of good stuff going on. The end. <laughs> so nope, let's hold just on. keep I found, it. I found it. I found what I was looking for. Sorry. Go for it. I, I thought of this when you were talking, Alex. Why do we fall, sir? So that we can learn to pick ourselves up. There we go. Sorry. I kept talking. I, I accidentally muted my microphone after that. <laughs> I was like, I don't But yeah, anything. see, it just reminded me of that. Like, as dumb as it sounds, like, that's that stupid message in fucking Batman Begins mm-hmm. is all I think about right now is like the idea of like you got sometimes you got to kind of burn it down to get back up like yeah you know we're gonna fall but we can get back up stronger and it is scary as shit out there right now but like you said man there's a lot of good things happening sometimes change is slow and other times change happens so fast we all want to cry but it's happening and that's important yep and Karens are being called out. Those are my favorite videos. I'm sorry. I just God, like when people are getting called out now. It's like, it's, good, good. You've had 40, 50 years of this hatred, and now you lose your job because you're a bad person. Yeah. Oh, oh, weird. You're freaking out that we're recording you. It's almost like you already knew what you were doing was wrong. Mm-hmm. Fucking go figure. All right. <laughs> I got nothing else. I'm all spent now. I've used up all the happiness and all the sadness, so I feel pretty good. I am void of emotion. I just found an 11-minute special on the history of TurboTeen on YouTube, and I need to watch that. So What? I love TurboTeen. Well, I'm going to fucking send you this. I want to watch. Right. Wait, here. I got one more thing to share then. Have you uh, have you ever watched the YouTube channel Toy Galaxy? Toy Galaxy? Sound? No, yeah. I don't think so. Dude, I think you both would really like it, this guy. Some of his videos are just him in a photo booth talking about toys, which I enjoy. But I get that's not for everybody. But he does this incredible series where he does really in-depth documentaries, but they're only like 10 to 15 minutes long, on the most obscure 80s and 90s shit you've (laughs) ever seen. Like, if you want a whole fucking special on Street Sharks, you go check his channel out because he's got one. I actually do want that. I do want that. I as know well. you do, man. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of these I watch. And I'm like, fuck, you guys would like this, but I'm usually in bed and I forget to text you. Street shocks are awesome. Send it over. All right, so that's it for this episode of Three Hours Later. Are you ready, Alex? Dude, it's been like a month since I've done this. I know. That's why I want to give you a warning. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm good. I'm All good. Right, line I mean, it up. I, line it up, Alex. I, ah. Where can you find us? You can follow us on Twitter, and I got to say, guys, when we first started this like a year ago, we were like at like craving to get 10 people to follow us, and now we're at almost at 4,200 followers on Twitter. That's insane. So follow us, if you haven't already, on at three hours later. That's the number three, HRS underscore later, in our Facebook and Instagram at the number three, HRS later. No underscore on those. I wish I could make them all three the same, but Twitter is unique with the underscore. Um, but if you want everything and anything, including merch and all that good stuff, you could follow us on Linktree. It's the easiest way to find all of our links. That's link tr period ee forward slash the number three 
hours later, and hours later is all spelled out. Hey, Mike, we got shirts of what? Yeah, we got some shirts. I'm just going to leave it there. Cool. No, uh, <laughs> yeah, we got shirts on T Public. a um, handful of designs on there, a few more. Uh, I updated our podcast logo with a slightly thicker font on the word podcast. Makes it a little bit easier to read from a distance. So those should be uploaded possibly tonight. Um, plus, there's a bunch of other just really dumb thoughts we've had that uh, that are clearly going to become T-shirts. Now that I've got a little bit of time back, I'm going to be working on a lot this weekend. So the thick one is literally after after we're done right now. I I got no other plans for the rest of the week until I go back to work. So I'm excited to sit there tomorrow and just finalize like designs and draw a little bit more. Please tell it's me been you're like doing three podcast weeks since dick. I've been able to draw anything. <laughs> Wait, what? Podcast you're dick. You heard him. Podcast dick. I thought you <laughs> I thought you said podcast dick and I was like That was too. If it sells nuts. shirts, Mike, if it sells shirts. Okay. Podcast dicks on shirts. We got dick. Well, we That's got what we'll call them. We'll call them we'll, we'll we'll market only the long ones and call them dick covers. <laughs> well, we got to make a follow-up to the uh the the scrotum beholder. Behold these nuts. Okay, Behold these guys. nuts. Oh, really wait, you haven't even made the shirt for that. We got to get that one out there. Also, uh yeah, Behold that, these shirts. Uh, speaking of, Behold thank you shirts. everyone that listened to the uh the D&D special episodes. Um it was fun to do, but holy shit, I don't want to ever do it again. <laughs> <laughs> People that's want good, more of it, though, that's good Matt. To know because I was going to ask you, I was going to be like, do you want to do more like scripted style, like almost radio drama esque ones? It's a yes and also a no. I don't. I, I <laughs> like don't you want to be part of them, but you don't want to edit them. No, it's like I want it to be done and out there, but I don't want to do it. I support that. All right. Well, we'll see you all next time. Are you gonna say the challenge, Mike, or are we doing? Oh, we said topic? the challenge last time, but we did. We did. Yeah. Well, now now it's switched out. Instead of us playing Disney villainous, we'll be playing Marvel villainous. Same type of game, but with Marvel comics rules. I'm still gonna be Ursula. <laughs> I mean, you can, but I'm gonna be Thanos. So. <laughs> yeah. If- yeah, that might be like a overpowered difference. Who knows? I don't Thin- know. Then Ursula. Ursula. Find out next Ursula. time. <laughs> Ursulos. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>